Nate Marchand, personal journal. Tom Cruise, I am not. I learned that the hard way today. I've been waiting for a good time to visit the boardroom since Kiltmiser commissioned me for a fetch quest. Just because I might have high enough clearance doesn't mean I can waltz right in and crash some super secret evil plotting meeting. But with 2022 ending, I had to personally give a hard copy of my year-end report to the board. I was told to simply drop it off. Now's my chance, I thought. So, for the first time ever, I pressed the elevator button to the top floor in the island's mountain. Only Winter and the board get to go there. Not even Mr. Gold is allowed into their inner sanctum. Watching the floor number increase felt like a reverse countdown. I kept wiping sweat from my forehead with a small towel and stuffing it into my pocket while clutching a thick manila envelope. All the while, I did some breathing exercises Ozaki taught me in a few martial arts lessons. Then I heard a beep and stepped into the spider's lair. To my surprise, the hallway was short and mostly bare. I only saw a few doors and a tower of a creature guarding the one at the end. I recognized it immediately. An axe-wielding space beast man. Yes, as in the horned Wookiee wannabe Jimmy intrepidly battled in the infamous war in space. But Commander Hell is the president of the board, so I wasn't surprised, but I was scared. The hairy kaijin stood statuesque, not so much as blinking, as far as I could tell with all his hair. I gulped and strode toward him as lava-like adrenaline flooded my veins. As I approached, I greeted the beast man and asked, is the board in a meeting? He shook his head. Dang it, I thought. I took a deep breath for a second question. May I enter the boardroom and leave my year-end report? Again, he shook his head. But I was told to deliver it myself, I said. The beastman pointed with his free hand at a dropbox underneath the door's computer panel. Deposit it there, I asked. For once, the beastman nodded. I sighed, scanning my lanyard on the panel. The dropbox opened, and I placed the envelope inside. Think fast, Nate, I told myself as I closed the dropbox. Uh, is there a restroom on this floor, I asked. The beastman pointed a hairy finger at the third door down the hall. Thanks, I said, and walked casually toward it and stepped inside. With my brain running at Mach 5, I scrambled to think of a way to slip past not Chewbacca. From what Jimmy told me, beastmen were strong, intimidating, and obedient, but dumb as a box of rocks. I could probably do it with something simple, I thought. I walked to the first stall, and I noticed that the toilet paper still used rollers, which I saw were metal. Eureka, I thought. I compressed the roller and placed the teepee on the back of the toilet. Then I flushed the toilet to maintain the illusion and exited the stall. I turned on one of the faucets and walked to the door. Cracking it open, I took a deep breath in silent prayer 
and threw the roller out the door. The clang echoed up and down the hallway. It took a few seconds, but the beast man stomped past the restroom door. Once I could barely hear him, I slipped out and tiptoed to the boardroom entrance, holding my breath. I quickly scanned my lanyard and the door slid open. Jumping through it and putting my back to the wall next to the entrance, I prayed the beast man didn't see or hear anything. A moment passed before I finally exhaled. <sighs> now for the hard part, I thought, trying not to laugh. Though dimly lit, I could make out some details in the boardroom. There was a table with 12 chairs, five on both sides and one at each head, and the Monster Island logo emblazoned on the center. There was also a podium in front of a huge computer screen on the opposite wall from me. And that bore the Solstice Technologies logo. Because of course it did. I looked to my right and saw the Hinoki cabinet that supposedly contained this precious scotch. Part of me still wondered if Willie Wallace had lied to us. Regardless, I breathed deep and slunk to the cabinet. The keypad on it glared at me tauntingly. The password is... The biggest pain in my arse, I remembered. I huffed at the thought of WHG3 setting me up. Stop wasting time, I reminded myself. I typed, winter. Too obvious. Plus, you wouldn't have had time to change it. After a few seconds of pondering, I rolled my eyes and typed, Nate. To my shock, no dice. Just to make sure I try both Nathan and Marchand. Nope. I was relieved and yet disappointed. I wondered, who else lives rent-free in Posh Slosh's head? Bonnie? No, he didn't meet her until he opened the pub, and he clearly has a thing for her. How long I racked my brain mulling over every conversation I'd ever had with Con Shonnery, I'm not sure. Suddenly, him despairing over his five ex-wives in the gatekeeper's audio came to mind, and I remembered him saying just before we met Winter that they all had the same name. I typed Susan. Boo to the yaw, I exclaimed. I vowed never to say that again. Especially since the Space Beast Man lumbered through the door and glared at me. Uh, Grubhub? I said. Lucky me, all the pseudo-wookie did was drag me to the ground floor and literally kick me out. So close. So close, I thought as I stood up and rubbed my sore backside. It probably had a Beastman footprint indented in it. <sighs> now what am I going to do, I said. Perhaps you should talk to me, oui? I looked over my shoulder and saw Heat's French femme fatale standing behind me, her arms crossed. She wore her trademark leather jacket, midriff shirt, and black pants. Ugh, were you going for a rhyme there, Miss Dupree? Poetry was never my specialty. Of course not. What is the, uh, what do you nerds call it? Walking carpet? Throw you out? <sighs> Long story short, I tried to get a bottle of scotch out of the boardroom so William H. George III will give me some dirt on winter. Amateur, wait here. She strode through the door like she owned the place. 
I paced for a few minutes and then sat on a nearby park bench to avoid attracting attention from passers-by. But as soon as I leaned back, a cold glass bottle dropped in my lap. Oi! Je t'en prie. I picked up the bottle and examined it. Ugh. Well, this is the Lagavulin 30, but how'd you sneak past the Beast Man and get it so fast? Trade secret. <sighs> Being all spy crafty. I get it. Anyway, I owe you one. You should have contacted me in the first place. George III told me I had to do this fetch quest myself. As we say in my line of work, what he doesn't know won't hurt him. Duly noted, Leona the Professional. Now, you'll excuse me, I have appearances to keep at KIJU. I'll have to hide this in the producer booth so Michael doesn't drink it. Tell Randy I said hi. Uh, if I feel like it. You're as cold as ice, yes, I know. Uh, from Blasi to play. Hashtag language barrier. Au revoir. I ran before the scary lady could French roast me. End journal entry. From the KIJU studios in beautiful Ogasawara, this is the Monster Island Film Vault, episode 77, Dino Saucers, featuring Michael Hamilton and Daniel Devana. Hello, Kaiju lovers, and welcome to the Monster Island Film Vault, a podcast seeking entertainment and enlightenment through tokusatsu. I am your host, Monster Island's media master, Nate Marchand. And yes, my still temporary, I hope, intrepid producer, Jet Jaguar himself there in the booth. I still remain one of the only people who can fully understand him because I read Jimmy's manual, which just makes things a little bit weird, at least when I had co-hosts on before, they could understand Jimmy. It's just nobody listening could understand Jimmy. Jed, on the other hand, I'm not so sure. But I have not one but two co-hosts here with me today, a pair of MIFV Max members who paid for this episode. They sponsored this episode, I should say. And they are quite possibly the only two people who know that this show that we're going to be discussing even exists. My co-host on the power trip and noted nostalgia-holic, Michael Hamilton. How's it going, Michael? Actually, correction, Nathan, it is nostalgia whore, not nostalgia-holic. Get it right. Also, uh, Jed, I are we going to have to dump button that? I'm not sure. Whore is not a bad word. Whore is not a bad word. But what is a bad word, I missed a prime opportunity to say that you were the media masturbator. Sorry. Uh, I, but, uh, Oh boy! <laughs> How many of those are well, we going to hear throughout this? Recording? Uh, you're probably going to hear a lot, a lot, and you know, I think I I, so. I I just got off the phone with Elon Musk, and he's talking about masters of baiting, and yeah, I think I made the list. Ah, uh, topical humor. Topical humor. <laughs> That'll be very outdated <laughs> in about five minutes. Anyway, the other voice you're hearing right now is the author and creator of the Godzilla novelization project. And Michael's requested co-host, tag team partner. I'm not sure what we're doing here. This might turn into a handicap match in a wrestling ring. I'm not sure. But Daniel DeManna, good to see you here again, sir. 
Nice to see you. Sorry, I'm looking a little wet and disheveled. It's a long story. It's a long yeah. story. When do you yeah, not? We're, we're definitely, we're, we're definitely going to double team you and, and run the train on you for sure, Marchand. That sounded dirty. No. No, I mean... No, I just no, I, I just I just think you have a girthy uh, ego and uh 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 uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, yeah. are we talking you, about a sometimes cer- it needs to be shrunk a little uh, right right yeah are we it's probably oh, good that we gosh. don't talk about train sentai here but oh, oh but oh, thank yeah, you, we're not Nathan. talking about train Actually, sentai but yes Correct me if I'm wrong, Nathan, but this is the first time I've seen you on the island since your new promotion, since you got your new big boy job. Oh, my big boy job, because curating movies is not a big boy job in your book. I plead the fifth. Anyway, so oh, you got a new course, promotion. Oh, of course, of course, of course you would plead the fifth. I'm not sure you can plead the fifth in a foreign country. I asked that question once. Children, please, please, am I going to have to separate you two? Sorry, Dad. Don't ever no, that's, call me that's that again. daddy to you, Nathan. No, oh, it is no, not. It is no, not. no. <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> I think Jed is saying to cool it. I agree with Jed. Nice to see you, Jed. By the way, uh, how's it going? Oh, it's good to see Jed. I mean, Jed, you were looking, you were, you were looking really shiny today. Did did you get polished before we got here? Ah, so Jimmy's got that new Gamera wax. Uh, you can understand him. Yeah, I can understand uh, yeah. him. Jimmy yeah. gave Jimmy gave me the same manual. Did he? Yes. Okay. He said, when he sent when he sent me home with the rad bug, he gave me a copy of Jet's manual because I requested it. Oh, of course you did, and that didn't start a flame war, did it? I remember you and Jimmy no. had issues for a while. No, no, Jimmy and I are cool now. And speaking of Jimmy, when I arrived this morning, I actually had an appointment with Jimmy at his garage. To have the old rad bug turn, tuned up because that's what I took here. And I know this is probably a sensitive topic and you might want to cut this off air, but why is there private security guards surrounding and guarding his garage? What's going on, Nate? Is Jimmy okay? I'm not at liberty to say. Oh. Well, I guess that puts what I was about to say right down the can. I was actually going to ask if... Uh... Uh, if I could get in to see him, I, I kind of need him to do some repairs on the Pteranodon bot. Oh, did you break it? Is that why you I, are wet and disheveled today? N- d- b- 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 I broke nothing. I broke nothing. I'm, I need to be... Listen, I got to be kind of careful about how I talk about this. Obviously, you're aware the whole... I can say this on the air. The whole email thing is out in the open now. Right. You know? Yeah, we yeah, heard. And yeah, yeah. Now, I did get contacted by Winter's people. And they told me they weren't going to press charges. I've, and I was, I was kind of freaked out a little bit. I wasn't sure they were going to let me on for this episode. I didn't think they were going to let me come back. Let me tell you something. I fought to have you on just so you know. Well, I appreciate that. I appreciate that, man. Try harder next time because they, (laughs) there's really no other way to say, to say this. They, uh, I don't, well, okay. I'm going to choose my words carefully, but someone not going to say who, Opened fire on me as I approached the island. Wait, wait what? Bullets what? were fired. Bullets were fired wow. in my direction. Bullets were fired in my direction. And it was pretty far out from the island, too. So I don't know if it was coming from a boat or if it was coming from a drone. I'm not sure. But something was shooting at me. I am. I'm not kidding. I'm not going to listen. I'm on the air right now. I know that certain people are listening. I know Big Brother is watching. I'm not going to point fingers. I'm very grateful to be here. 
but I uh, might have gotten a few bullet holes in my Pteranodon bot and fallen into the Pacific. And yeah, yeah, it's actually kind of by a miracle that I'm even here at all. I thought I was going to drown, honestly. Like it was kind did of a far swim? ways off. Did you swim here? How did you get I, here? I swam part of the way and then kind of started to fade a little bit. I'm a pretty good swimmer, but mm-hmm. that was a pretty far ride. And I I, I kind of have to think someone was watching me because I, I had a, an intuition this morning before I left for the for the ride. Remember a couple episodes ago, I mentioned finding something weird on the beach that looked like a little rocket. Uh-huh. Uh, and I took it home. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You told me about that. You told yeah. me about that. I brought it. I grabbed it on a whim before I left today. I grabbed it on a whim before I got on my bot and flew out here. I don't know. Just maybe kind of hoping I could show it to someone on the island and get some answers because I knew I'd seen it before and I, I could not place where I had seen this little rocket. And I brought it and I brought it with me. It was in my pocket when I hit the water and all of a sudden it hit me exactly what it was. I couldn't believe I had forgotten. I was kind of embarrassed. So I fished it out of my out of my pocket and I put it up to my lips and I whistled into it and I waited a few minutes and sure enough, out of the distance, a golden rocket appeared on the horizon. I was saved by the one and only Ambassador Magma, aka Goldar. Oh, the other Goldar. Yeah. Oh. The other Goldar. The other, the other Goldar. The other Goldar. I have no okay. idea. I, I have no idea where he's been. I have no idea how far he came to get me, but he swooped down into the water, scooped me up and left me on the beach. Oh. And I, I, I have no idea how it ended up. Like the whistle ended up on the beach. I offered it back to him and he said, and I quote, keep it. You may have use for it again one day. Oh. And he took off. I'm still wet, cold, and my, my robot is broken, but pretty amazing honestly pretty pretty cool story goldar's a hero of mine i i'm glad i finally got to meet him and i guess i i owe him my life now yeah i guess cool. i wish it was under less harrowing circumstances yeah yeah again i'm not going to point i'm not going to point fingers here very glad to be here mr winter very yeah, happy yeah, to for be sure, here for sure. but, but there might be some looking into of things not by me i've learned my lesson mr winter never again never again nope we'll I'm, talk nope We'll talk after okay. the show, Danny. Fair, don't worry. Fair enough. Fair enough. Man, I'm cold. Jeez. I, I don't know. I don't know why that keeps happening to you guys. I had it was smooth sailing for me today. Like, oh, yeah. I, 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 yeah, I, I took the rad bug. Like I said, I landed, went to grab some lunch and maybe a little drink at the brasserie. Oh, um, the brasserie. Everything was good. And I don't understand, Nathan, why you have such animosity between you and the brasserie. Like their food is delicious. Danny, I had that drink I told you about. The um, oh, did oh, shoot. you? What's, yeah. What what was it called? Um, 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 um something, something space, something, remember, something space. It was something vindictive and hilarious. What was it? It was like really passive um, and um, uh, he shot such. into space. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, 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 that yeah, yeah. That thing it. is delicious. Danny, have you tried it yet? Because that thing, I have, is, that I, thing I have not. Yummy. I, uh, I'm, I'm not a drinker. I'll have to see if he can make me a non-alcoholic okay. version. I mean, yeah. he probably could make you a virgin, but like, man, the whatever, whatever he put in that was delicious. I will definitely, after this broadcast, I will definitely be heading over there to have dinner and another shot into space. You know what? I'll follow you. I'll follow you over okay. there. We'll, we'll, yeah, we'll, yeah, yeah. Nate, sure. you want to come along? It, I mean, it's really good. It's really, really good. You might actually like it. So, dino saucers. <laughs> what? That was an awkward transition. Why are you? Yeah. Okay. 
if you didn't want to go to dinner with me and Danny, just say so. You don't have to just change the subject so abruptly, man. Come on. I mean, there's no need to be rude. I mean, we are paying yeah. you for this. Yes. Right. You know, and we're also on the air and I like my job. Oh, okay. I, I guess that's fair enough. We like that's your job fair. too, right. for, for what it's worth. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah you can't have yeah. it. Anyway, yeah. so dinosaurs. I, no, no, no. Hang on. You, you didn't say it right. It's dinosaurs. Yeah. Here, I can do you one better. Do it. Every time I hear that, I keep waiting for the guy from Megaforce to pop in and say, the good dinos always win, even in the 80s. How long have you been sitting on that joke? How long have you been sitting on that joke? Longer than you've been alive. Not sure I believe that, but (laughs) I I almost... Okay. I mean, Whatever you say. I'll, I'll yeah. take you at your word, yeah. Mr. Marge. But anyway, he was, he was anyway. You were so, proud of that one. Yeah. So anyway, we're uh, we're diverging into a little bit of TV today. We're going with the animated television. This seems to be Michael's thing is doing some TV talk here on the show. And mm-hmm. like I said, you are one of only, I think, a few people who even knows that this exists. This is an animated series from 1987. 65 episodes, and believe it or not, this was co-produced by two companies, one of which was Deke, which shouldn't surprise anybody if you're into classic cartoons. The other one (laughs) was Coca-Cola. Let that sink in. Yep. Coca freaking Cola. So for a show show that was co-produced by Coca-Cola... Like the Coca-Cola, you would think that there would be way more product placement in this in the in this series, or that somebody would be named Coca-Cola Saurus or something like that. It sounds like an insult now that's, here in the show. That that is a that is a bridge of Saurus too far, Nathan. Come on, don't you mean wah 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 a Saurus? <laughs> it begins. Not, Strap in, folks. Nathan's not. A strap-onosaurus? Is that what you're trying to? Is that what? You oh my say? gosh! How long are we going to do this? As long as it takes. You've already as as murdered it... the joke, like Jason Voorhees does co-eds. Wow! 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 Now, that was a reference to some high cinema, there, my friend. <laughs> And oh you gosh. called yourself a cinephile. Come on. Oh, oh, gosh, come on. Okay. So anyway, yes, Coca-Cola, because Coca-Cola in the '80s, in its infinite wisdom decided to get into the entertainment business. In fact, I found out through Secret Galaxy, which is a wonderful YouTube channel, by the way, that they, in fact, bought Columbia Pictures in 1982. Yes, Columbia Pictures, which I guess, does that mean, Danny, that you that the argument could be made that Coca-Cola owned the original Mothra, at least the dubbed version, for a hot minute? <laughs> I mean, there's some major transitive nonsense going on there. If you think about it, the transitive uh, transitive property is hard at work on that one. But yeah, technically, Coca-Cola telecommunications might have owned at least one one or two actual kaiju dubs. That's just funny. The producer on this show is of tremendous note. Michael Uslan. Uslan? It's Uslan, I think. Uslan. 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 And he is one of the biggest producers in Hollywood right now. And he is a massive comic book fan and he loves Batman. 
In fact, you, this I need to talk to this man because, for one thing, there's an Indiana connection. Did you, you guys know that? Uh, connection to my home state. <laughs> Mr. Uslan, Uslan studied at the IU Law School. Neat. The, neat. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Great. And yeah. while he was there, no, he no, developed no. it. It's, I, mean, it's, I mean, it's not like Indiana's a real state anyway. This is true. I, yeah, neither is West Virginia. So we're moving on. And while he was there, he <sighs> developed a curriculum wow. for comic books as literature. I need to talk to this man. Yeah, he was one of the first people to ever do that. Yep. He was like, you got it. this is stuff that's worth taking seriously. He had mm-hmm. something like 30,000 30, comic, yeah. 30, comic books in his collection at the time. And I mean, this dude is no joke. If you go, if you go onto IMDb and you look at every, I am not kidding, from the Burton film up to now, every Batman movie ever, including all the animated stuff, his name is on it. Yeah. Because he technically co-owns the rights to the film franchise. Right. Uh, right. It's it's crazy. Right. This, this and guy is no joke. He was trying to get that movie made for years, but nobody wanted to do it because they're like, we just wanted to be the Batman 66. It's like, no, we're taking Batman back to his roots, but they wouldn't. So wouldn't do it. And in the interim, while he was doing that, he decided to start a cartoon series because he's like, I like dinosaurs and space, so I'm just going to combine them. And then he tapped into his 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 kids liked dinosaurs in space, too. Yeah. In fact, he named two of the secret scouts or as I call them, the Dino Kennys after his children, after his children, David and Sarah. And then Paul was named after his brother and Ryan was named after his cousin. These are the other characters, the other secret scouts in this. And it was a real family affair. Yep. And the character designs were by Joe Kubert, which is kind of a big deal. Mr. Mm -hmm. Uslan wrote a quarter of the 65 episodes. And then this was all done because they wanted to make a toy line. Funny thing. Hasbro was involved at one point. They even had concept art. And I'm thinking that would have been really interesting, but it ended up going to, this is true. Yeah. But it ended up going really good. Mm -hmm. And it, but it ended up going to Galoob. And this is where it starts. (laughs) This is where it starts getting crazy because on paper, as the guy on secret galaxy kept saying on paper, (laughs) this all sounds unions. It really, because think about it. This is the most, so the the basic outline of this show is exactly what you think it is. It is dinosaurs from outer space basically coming to Earth and fighting. It's basically Transformers with dinosaurs. You've basically, got the good, yeah. The good faction, yeah, you got the good faction and the bad faction and some human allies, and they butt heads in battles on Earth. And that's, I mean, there's more to it, and we'll get into it. But just, I mean, think about, how much of an intersection of everything awesome to a child in the eighties that is, this This is is, like a perfect storm of focus groups right here. It's every Venn diagram ever, like just like combined into that perfect middle ground. It's got space battles. Well, it's got spaceships. It's got dinosaurs, talking dinosaurs. It's got kids on who can turn into dinosaurs. Yeah. They can devolve. They can dinovolve as they say uh, back into their prehistoric. Again, we'll get into it, but, it's so toyetic. It borders on being like too perfect. And it's, it's a real shame because it might be the most like full of potential toy line, you know, inspired TV show or reverse that strike that reverse it of any, like it's one of the most eight, like eighties. This was meant to spawn a toy line TV shows ever made, which makes what happened to the toy line tragic tragedy. and bizarre. Yeah, which, It was a tragedy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which I'll explain here. In a second. So, yeah, they were going to do a full tilt blitz with this. They were going to have comics and Halloween costumes, everything. They're going to merchandise the snot out of this. 
There are going to be playsets, which there is inflatable figures, which, and a which there Spectrum is a there is a series of sequel comics that was made. Out yes, I will get to the the in, I will get to those comics in a moment. So, oh yeah, here's what ended up happening. You can blame a movie I've never heard of until I watched this Secret Galaxy video, Ishtar. You'd never heard of Ishtar. I've never heard of Ishtar, but Ishtar apparently most infamous. apparently most Ishtar people have it. Come on, man. Huh? Yeah. I just watched Ishtar the other night, dude. Come on. Oh, well. I watched it eight times last week. Oh, well, aren't you special? Come on, March Hand. Yeah. So, which was made it's by not. Columbia Pictures. I believe it was out in 1987. It tanked hard, and Coca-Cola got nervous, and they sold off all their entertainment assets to TriStar, and we love TriStar around here, right? We do. We do. Anyway, do. so Galoop had prototypes of the toys that they showed at Toy Fair 1989. But there was only one season of the show. Nobody was interested because there wasn't a TV show at that point. Because the toys they didn't, didn't even, get released in time for the show. And then the show was done. They, they, they didn't even get prototypes in front of the public until the 19, uh, 1988 Toy Fair in February. And that was after the show two had months ended after, in the winter. Yeah, two months after yeah. the show was done. Because it like, ran from nobody, September to like, December. Like Nobody cared at that point. Like, you don't, that's not how that works. Yeah. And so it was, it was completely thrown off. It was derailed horribly it would have lined up so well it could have been a very well a good selling toy line yeah i think it could have been i think so i've seen i've seen pictures of the of the toys because it got because some did get produced in brazil because there was a company called gas uh that handled international distribution for the show and the toys and a bunch of other shows and toys by the way of the 80s like thundercats and stuff like that which is one of my favorites as a child they Mm. still had the molds from Galoob, because Galoob didn't make the toy, so they made five of the eight figures that they're going to have in the first wave, and they're considered the rarest toy line in the world by a lot of people. Mm, because yeah. if you oh, can no, find them, even if they're in horrible shape, you've got at least 300 bucks on your hand. Oh, they figure. are rarer oh, than... no, 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 sir. <laughs> it is not $300. 300, not three, that. 300 for a beat-up figure? Still more than that? Uh huh. It's still more than that. It, you talk. You're talking like in the thousands of dollars. Oh wow! At that point, no, no. These suckers is, are r- rarer than hen's teeth. You, you will. Yeah. You probably will never see one in person. Danny, that only, was the most redneck thing you've ever said. I just want you to know. I know. That. I was hoping somebody would point that out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I don't know. It's like somebody needs to pick up on that really ridiculous thing I just said. But no, these things are rare. They only did. They only like they had eight. Eight inch figures. They had the molds ready to go, and the only five that they ended up doing were Aloe and Genghis Rex, Bonehead, Dimetro, and Quackpot. I think was the fifth one, right? Uh, quack, yeah, quack, I remember. I, I remember yeah. seeing the Quack, the Quackpot, Genghis Rex, and Aloe yeah. figures. Yeah. Now, now there is a guy. There is a guy who has who is out there. He's been doing this for years, and he's been remaking the toys. Yes, he's been remaking the toys with a desire to. You know, he's been 3D printing them and doing some sculpting. He's been making the toys that didn't get produced. He's been tracking down original concept art and all this stuff. And he's he's been hoping that Sony would let him do like a limited license to basically do a nostalgia run of these toys and give them the life they didn't have in the 80s. But it's just it's just not happening because, frankly, Sony doesn't remember that they own this. They, yeah. I don't think they do. I yeah, because really Sony, um, Sony owns this because in 1989 they bought Columbia. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, all of that hand changing that we were kind of talking about. Yeah. And so then the toy nothing. line, mm-hmm. honestly, as rare, as rare and as sought after as this toy line is, because this, 
Like, even if you weren't into the show, it's fair to say, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it be fair to say, Danny, that these toys are still sought after by serious collectors because they are so incredibly rare? Oh, yeah. What what if, what if, what if, and I know they listen to this show, what if Super 7 put out Mm -hmm. a line of ultimates of dinosaurs? Oh, my gosh. Just saying. You know, they would probably get a few sales out of that. A few. I think a few. I would pay. I would pay. They'd have to do it. They'd have to do it manufacturer to order. You know, they'd probably have to say, here's a pre-order window, get them in. We'll make as many as people buy and that's it. And we're going well, to, that's what they do premium. with the ultimates line anyway, is just, exactly. they take pre-orders exactly. and what that's, and what you get is what you get and what they, what they have pre-orders for is that's what you get. And then exactly. someone so will it, buy, uh, will buy the whole set and sell it for $50,000 on eBay. Uh-huh. But it'll give I people, mean, listen, I wouldn't, it, I wouldn't it resell great. it. I would buy them for my own pleasure and enjoyment, but I mean, there will that be sounded dirty. Will do that. Oh, you and your adult toy jokes, Nate. No, there, there me, is adult no, no, no. toy jokes. You give me that wah, wah, wah. Thank you. <laughs> no, I was going to say, those. Uh, Michael, uh, Michael's the king of the adult <laughs> toy jokes. He is. But one last point before we get into the five <clears throat> episodes that we'll be discussing today. Uslan did try to reboot, as Michael was saying, try to reboot Dinosaurs in 2018 through Lion Forge Comics. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, it sounds like I'm guessing it was probably only a handful of issues, but and apparently it wasn't well received by fans. Now, I can't really comment because all I saw were some screenshots in this video. It definitely looks like he was trying to do a more serious take on this show. The artwork looked pretty intense and a little scary even, but yeah. It was I, yeah, it was it was a lot more mature. They changed the designs. I guess the best word would be contemporized them, gave them some edge. Mm. Some of the dinosaurs had yeah. feathers on them, if I remember correctly. I've not actually read this comic. I should. I should track it down. It's on my list. But yeah, it's it really is. It, it really is too bad because all these years later, it's clear that Uslan ha- still has a soft spot for this property, for this IP. And in a perfect world, it's a, it's one of those rare instances where something that should have taken off just got hit by you know, the worst storm, a wave of, of bad luck. Yeah. Just outside of the outside of their control, a movie that tanked a bunch of corporate buyouts, corporate buyouts ruin everything. Yeah, they <laughs> you know do. I mean? They really do. It reminds me a lot. Uh, and this is completely off topic genre wise, but in the early 1990s, somebody out there will get this in the early 1990s, Dan Curtis directed a very limited you only got one season out remake of his classic 60s soap opera, Dark Shadows, which is a supernatural show. It's awesome. And he made this amazing star studded, high budget, hour long episodes, you know, like the whole season, this great remake. It's one of the only good like it's well, not, I won't say it's one of the only good TV remakes I've seen, but it is, it is a great good. It is a really good remake of the classic show. And the Gulf War happened and they started preempting airing of the episodes for news coverage and as a result, the, the you know, the, where, I don't remember where it was airing, what channel was airing it, but they said, now nah, you're not getting another season. Nobody was watching. Well, that, that's not in our control. There's a war going on. It kind of reminds me of that great idea. A lot of good stuff going for it, but circumstances outside of their control just tanked it. And so it, there's it's, it's too bad. It's too bad. Yeah, it, that actually reminds me of what happened to Doctor Who initially, but the creators fought to make the BBC rerun the episode because it aired the day after President Kennedy was assassinated. Nobody watched it, and then mm-hmm. they got him to run it again the next week, and then it was a hit. There you go. There you go. If yeah. if 
maybe if they'd have given Dino Saucers another chance, maybe if they'd, because it didn't even, I mean, it never made it, it didn't hit the syndication number in, in television. The magic number is 100 episodes. If you can get to 100 episodes, then that's the prime syndication package that stations will buy. It lasted 65 one season. It didn't get there. So it barely even re-aired. There were only a, a handful of VHS tapes of, I believe, only the first eight episodes. Those are almost as rare as the dang toys. Yeah. Um, so I, I have to ask them. I've how, seen the VHS. How, okay. I've seen the VHSs pop up more often than the toys. Right. Mm. Now they, of course, they want them. They want them for ridiculous prices. But I do yeah. actually remember this airing on TV, Danny. I remember it aired. It aired in a double feature with Denver, the Last Dinosaur. I think it was on mm. like on TNT or USA, and it was it was part of like the Dino Power Hour. So it was Dinosaurs and then Denver, the last dinosaur or vice versa. But I do remember this showing on TV and in, on like the USA Network or, T or TBS, something, something back when TV was actually good, of course. So you caught reruns, right? So I caught reruns. Yes. Yeah. And I, I'm sure it aired on some kind of package when I was a kid. I have very faint flashing memories of various dinosaur things on my television. This was a show that I started watching more later on. I was not alive when it initially was on television. And I, it, was, it was something that was kind of in the back of my head. And then it kind of became a curiosity later on. Where I was like, what? Dino saucers. I used to continuously get it confused with dino riders. Even though the two shows yeah. are nothing, nothing which, alike. Which um, I'm going to tell you right now. I looked into dino riders a little bit. And I think that one's a little bit more my style. Mm. Oh, better, here we go. There it's beginning. You better watch here it. Here we go. The butt Nate's just gonna. Yeah. Nate's just gonna. <laughs> all over my childhood. Yes, Jet. Dump button time. Yeah, we're aware. We're aware. He knows what he's doing when he says the naughty voids. Voids. The naughty voids. He's making. You extra. don't have to tell him what to do all the time, Nathan. Come on. He's yeah. He's doing he's the best he can. He, Jet knows what he's doing. Jet knows what he's oh, no, Jet. That was yes. Jet saying that he has got he is at the ready on the dump button. I, I specifically instructed him. Michael's oh. coming well, today. Are, You're gonna have to have the dump button ready. That I guess our beef is with Jet. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. Just Do you really want to mess with Jet? He's gonna punch, punch, punch your lights out. Uh, well, I guess punch, punch, punch. I, I guess it's better than think, punch, think, punch, think, punch, think. Save punch. it for when we get to that episode, <laughs> sir. So, in light of that, let's transition to our fir the first of five episodes that we are discussing. <laughs> Episode 1, Dinosaur Valley. The Tyrannos discover a hidden valley full of tech-canceling ore and dinosaurs. The dinosaurs head down to stop the Tyrannos from building a base there. Wikipedia, that is one of the most boring plot synopses I've ever read. <laughs> you know, maybe it would have been better if you'd written one yourself there, I'm Marchand. starting to think I should prepared, have. Prepared for well, the show that you host? Mr. Media Master. I mean, I mean, I'm I paid to be on this episode, and you should have taken the time to actually write proper synopses. I would have done it. Uh, I'm, having, uh, eh, I'm having I'm no, having more fun riffing these things. Anyway, so this is actually the first episode, which is not actually a pilot's because the theme song gives you the exposition. So it's more like this mm -hmm. is just a typical episode. Yeah, there's no actual pilot that establishes the lore or anything. It's it's kind of like I don't even know. <laughs> the, it just jumps the in lore, the lore. 
the lore is established in the intro. Yes, that's all you need to know. Spaceships come. There is dinosaurs. Children like good dinosaurs. And and the bad dinosaurs happen. And then the show starts. Oh, the Secret Scouts. We were four ordinary teenagers until we met some friends from way out of town. And then we became Planeteers. I mean, the the writer Kid Car. I mean, Dino Kennys. I mean, the Secret Scouts. You're funny, Nate. Yeah. That was all very funny, which is why we're laughing. Yeah. Obviously. Oh, yeah. No. Sorry. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, you're laughing on the inside, I can tell. Anyway, so. Sure. Keep so this uh, is apparently Valley of Guanji. So. A little bit. Honestly, a little <laughs> a bit. A little, yeah. A little great, bit. The Great yeah. Valley. The Great Valley. The Great Valley, the great valley yeah. There, I was making a lot of connections to other things, which I will say this. I will uh, say this about this show. The more. The land I, that time forgot. Uh, yes. Yeah. The more I Lost watched world. this, the more I did realize, okay, the people who made the this Lost show world. love yep. kaiju and and sci-fi movies and like the stuff basically the stuff that we talk about on this podcast and that mm-hmm. you, yeah, that was, we all This love. was written by a this was written by a bunch of nerds and it's awesome. Oh yeah. yeah it it's is. Great. It's fantastic. It is. It's like you can feel it's the fun fantastic. going on. You can feel it. Like yeah. let's have our first episode be about a lost world scenario. And then in one episode, we'll, you know, we'll fill in the blank. We'll, we'll, we'll parody this. We'll reference this. We'll reflect this back. We'll, we'll make reference to this. Uh, and the first one, the first episode right out of the gate is a lost world story. Yep. And, and now uh, I'm I, a sucker for those. I, I want to say though, this is one of the more boring episode titles that oh. they have because this show oh, okay. I you were has say the episode fantastic was okay. t- yeah, episode I, I, titles. It scared me for a second, Dan. Yeah, no it kidding. It scared me for a second. That's not no, good. I'm just saying the the show has puntastic episode titles, so this one's really boring by comparison. Mm-hmm. I'll give you that. It's pretty, I guess. it's pretty yeah. straightforward. I mean, it's pretty descri- it's pretty descriptive. Yeah, I mean, it's a good episode. It's a good episode. Like it it establishes our characters. It also establishes some really interesting lore with our characters, like with you know their ability to dino evolve. The secret scouts you- have r- magic See, rings. The, the magic rings, Captain Planet. He's our hero. Yeah, seriously. A little bit. Yeah. Same animation style and all. Yeah. It's pretty darn close. Yeah. I was just going to say, watching this, I'm like, I think I understand why why Michael is a Power Ranger fan, because there's like the slightest shades of Power Rangers into this, in this. However, well, that shouldn't be surprising. Power Rangers connection to this show too. Yeah, like, I was going to say because Time Saban and Shuki Levi, creators of Power Rangers, were the composers mm-hmm. on this show. Yep, that's always a fun duo of names to see in your '80s cartoons because they popped up. They popped up, you know, not infrequently. Yep, in, in doing theme songs, and so this was one of them. So yeah, that's a nice solid connection to Power Rangers. Well, and it's got connections to Batman. It's got connections to a lot of things. Coca-Cola, anybody? This is is the center. Yeah, this is the center of a lot of branching pop cultural webs. Ties to DC, ties to Saban, ties to all kinds of crazy stuff. That's why this is such an interesting, just a fascinating show to even... No, because it, it is. I know you were joking earlier, Nate, that like we're the only two people that know this thing exists, but it is really under the radar. It really is. And it's too bad. It's too bad, you know, mm. that it, I, I'm happy it has a cult following, but man, it's, it yeah, deserves it, more love. It was, it was available to stream on Amazon Prime for a minute, and now it's not. And the mm. only way I have found to watch it 
or even have it in the archive, uh, in the film ball for that matter, is to watch it on Daily Motion, which was made by a guy named Ap- uh, was it Apathy Minus. And mm-hmm. what he did was he took the footage of the German version where it was called Die Astro Dinos. Yeah. And yeah. Die Astro Dinos. Yeah. Yeah. And then he looped in the English soundtrack. But that creates mm. some issues because the German episodes are a couple minutes longer, which makes me wonder if there was English dialogue recorded for the footage that was in the German version, but it's just never been released. Because when you when you watch it on Daily Motion, there will be stretches where there's absolute silence because he had to get the English audio looped in correctly. Mm. Yeah, there is no. There's also no. Well, there. I take that back. There used to be uh, an official DVD release of this show, but it's long since been out of print. You can find non-official releases out on the internet, though. Yeah, they're out there. You can get it on a Blu-ray and a Blu-ray set, but it's it ain't it is not a, it's not official. Yeah, but anyway, this episode itself. So we got a pretty. So we got our setup. We're introduced to our characters. I. It took me a while watching these five episodes to distinguish visually distinguish our good guys and bad guys because their designs are really similar and it. It didn't dawn on me for several episodes, like, okay, I get it now. We have warm colors for the bad guys and cool colors for the good guys. Okay. You didn't figure that out on on episode one? No, because the characters are just so similar (laughs) visually. It took me a while. And I'm used to watching cartoons where visually the good guys and bad guys are very distinct. I know who the Thundercats are and who the mutants are. Sounds like a you problem, Nate. That's a you problem. Mm -hmm. So you're telling me, so you're telling Danny and I, you're the type of person that needs pictures in his books to be able to read them. Yes, they're called comics. You're not helping your case. (laughs) (laughs) I've read Watchmen. It has pictures. Does it? I don't, I think that's not true. I don't think that's true. I don't think that's true. How does it feel to be wrong anyway? So (laughs) we also get uh, introduced to some of the quirks of the dialogue in this. Everything is an usor. Yes. Bossasaur, Sizasaurus. Yeah, they uh, they kind of ran that particular suffix into the ground. <laughs> yeah, yeah, bit. they uh, a little bit, a yeah. <laughs> but it, just a, yeah. just a bit. But it, it, you know what? It was charming to me every single time. You know, mm, it was that it was. great Saturday morning cartoon. Like this. Oh my gosh! Even though there were so many parts of this that were fuzzy to me, it it was. Instantly, even the parts I'd never seen in some of the episodes, one or two of these episodes were completely, I didn't, I hadn't even heard of a few of them because I have not seen this whole, the whole show and I need to, but I wasn't sure what I had seen and hadn't seen, but even the stuff I hadn't seen was just like very, very Saturday morning, warm blanket feeling, you know, the animation, the voice acting, the, the weird cartoon sound effects when they ran in place and then suddenly sped off. It's just, they don't make stuff like that anymore, man. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I would agree with you there. I, I, for all the criticisms I'm going to throw at this show, I do want to preface this by saying it's harmless. It really is harmless. <laughs> oh no, it's incredibly it's incredibly harmless and wholesome. Like yep. I think because yep. you and I talked about you and I talked about this, Nathan, whenever we when we were kind of watching through getting ready for this episode, it is not what you would expect it to be. In fact, it is a comedy disguised as an action adventure show, but it's actually just kind of a adventure comedy show. Is yeah, what it ends up basically. being. Basically, yeah. Now, I will say 
the, the good guys do have uh, I do have a character who has a pretty cool name, Bronto Thunder. I gotta say that's probably Bronto the best. Thunder. That's probably the best name out of one of the best names out of the whole show. Although because it's uh, there's a word for it uh, because Bronto me- it means thunder. Yeah. So there's a there's a there's a literary word for. Oh what no that no! Is, I, or is it? I thought it was. Dina, I thought it was dinosaur. No, the dinosaur means terrible lizard. Yeah, you're yeah, right. Brontosaurus thund- is thunder, thunder lizard. lizard. Yeah. Thunder lizard. So he's Bronto yeah. thunder. And there's a there's a what? there's like a word, a grammatical word for when you have something like that. One that means the other that's put together and hyphenated. And I don't know what it is. I can't prefix. Remember, but not a prefix. Oh, I'll th- okay. I'll think of it. Jet, uh, you can. Is Jet gonna write the blog? Or are you gonna get Jimmy to do uh, it? Jimmy is still working on the blog. Apparently. Okay, well, Jimmy He's can currently incarcerated. Yeah, oh, that, yeah, that's right. I don't know how I'm going to get off the island, you guys. Anyway, that that's beside the point. The, the okay, the so Bronto Thunder, Bronto Thunder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. He's cool. I like him. Yeah. Yep. I'm and a th- sucker. For, I'm, I'm a sucker for sauropods. I, I, those are some of my favorite dinosaurs, the long neck dinosaurs. So yeah, because he's an apatosaurus, according to Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting. Which is interesting because he's called Bront. He's you know you'd think with the name he'd be Brontosaurus, but Actually, Bonasaur doesn't technically exist. Yeah, no, oh, yeah. oh, yes, but, I know. I already, uh-huh. ta- I already covered that in the beginning of America. I do this season yep. with uh, the yep, Lost yep. World. Before, yeah, before yeah. Bone Wars. I know me, all about know. it. Yeah, yep. The bone, the bone horse. My gosh, <laughs> that was crazy. Yeah, so he, he might be the funniest character in the pilot. At least in, on the good guy side, on the dinosaur side. Yeah, well, I was say he can't be. As I say, he can't be the most. He can't be the funniest character. Period. Because that no. distinction goes to Quackpot. No, yeah, no who Quack might Pot's be my funniest. favorite character? Yeah. I just like the fact that he's like the one smart guy in the room. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's like he's got a big old brain on him, but nobody like you know. Blah blah blah. There's a, there's a great moment with Quackpot in an episode we're going to talk about later. I'll save. Yeah, it, yeah, but, we'll uh, save that, but. <laughs> I will say, yeah. Genghis Rex, the name of our main villain here. Hmm? Yes. Sorry, say it correctly, it's Genghis Rex. Genghis Rex. It's right up there with Lord Tyrannus. The Earth is ours. Yeah, I'm guessing Lord Tyrannus and Genghis Rex are both wandering the island as a pair of hobos. Oh no! <laughs> I resemble that remark, Marcher. Yeah, I can, I can see it. Uh, it's gonna kill. But I, throat, uh, but I actually yeah. looked this up as like, this, is this accidentally redundant? If you know your etymologies, no. In fact, not because mm. they did get Rex because he's a T Rex. He's a Tyrannosaurus he's a Rex. But I looked it up, Genghis, because it comes from Genghis Khan. That's not mm. actually his name. That was a title, but. Yep. When you put, it means ruthless, doesn't it? No, it, it, means, it means universal. Yeah. Ah, universal. Gotcha. Means universal, universal. So he is the universal king because Rex that's means pretty, king. That's kind of badass. Mm. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> that is actually really badass. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. So I give that's him credit great. there. But something else that gets established very quickly in this episode: our our bad guys are idiots, and that's where the plot comes from. <laughs> No, the bad guys are, they're, they're kind of a Tyrannosaurus wreck. Thank you. There we go. That one was there actually earned, Danny. I'm proud of you. Thank you. I don't know if I'm proud of myself, but I'll, 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 yeah. I said it and it's, there it is. But no, they're, they're, they're completely wacky. They're just a kooky bunch of, of just goobers. They are. That's what they are. They're goobers. They're goobersaurs. They're goobersaurs. <laughs> well, <laughs> 
Sure, why not? It's, it, what's, the 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 shtick of this show, at least especially for the villains, their like their whole their whole shtick is quest for power. We want to take over the world, of you know? course. But of course, but it, it will in an episode we'll talk about a little bit later. They get their Earth terminology screwed up in a way that says that that's they think it's something it, they get confused with actual okay i'm just going to tell you in the in the in, in one episode they go to china china is referred to as a superpower and they're like well we need this superpower to defeat the dinosaurs <laughs> but they don't understand that superpower is just a term used to describe a country not an yeah. actual yeah. Superpower. Yeah, political they're, power they're, they're an economic and political superpower yeah that's what they, they yeah but they, they wouldn't have any context for that and i think that's really smart and funny it is that's smart and funny it is yeah, it, uh, no actually it is funny like i don't yeah. care what marchand says like the, like some of the comedy <laughs> in the show is actually really smart and funny well we'll talk I about agree. that in a little bit but their plan here is enslaved dinosaurs which okay that's sort of sensible Sort of. And then they have collars of control. And I'm like, compliance collars? Like in Power Rangers? More Power Ranger connections here? Yeah. More Power Rangers. It all comes back to Power Rangers. Yeah. It all comes back together. <laughs> Although. It's all coming back to Power Rangers, bosses, Sor. <laughs> yeah, you idiot, Saurus. Shut up. Yeah, I'm yes. sorry. I'm going to go be obsequious in the corner now. <laughs> hey, the fact that he knows the word obsequious is impressive. Yeah, that doesn't but, make any sense. So, so anyway. So, anyway. Dummy, a big word. Yeah. So, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> that actually would have made it even funnier. But so Genghis Rex's plan kind of makes sense. You know, but you know what doesn't make sense? Aloe's plan. Aloe is our is the leader of the dinosaurs, which by the way, I don't get the name. I know it's kind of a pun, but I'm like, Alos- they are Alosaurus? they are Alosaurus? not they are yeah. Al- it's like they're not UFOs, nor are they flying UFOs or flying saucers. I don't understand. But, oh, the name Dinosaurs. I think you're talking oh, about Aloe's yeah. No, no, Aloe I get. Like, no, Aloe I get. No, Dinosaurs yeah, I don't quite get. But Aloe's plan Ooh. is dumb. All right, here's his plan. You ready for this? Trick now, we're establishing Martin. things, which is good. Aloe's plan to deal with this is, like I said, makes no sense. He says, I'm going to Dinovolve so I look like a regular dinosaur so I can you know, blend in with the ones that they're trying to enslave. Okay, I'm with you so far, Aloe. Sure. Then someone says, well, what if they put a collar of control on you? It's like, oh, don't worry. I'll be fine. They put a collar of control on him. And then he's like, oh, no, uh, he's mind controlled. You know, completely subservient. And then the rest of the heroes are like, oh, crap, we got to do something to help him. So then they spend at least half the episode trying to do things to help him. And then at the end, he's just like, ha ha, I magically am too smart for your compliance collar. He pulled a prince of space. Ha, your weapons don't work on me. Yeah, That's what he did. Ha, 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 Your animation did you, is did, ridiculous. <laughs> did you ever think that he was just faking it? Then That's what why I not tell your friends so they don't put themselves in danger trying to save you? What the hell is he going to do, March? Is he, is he going to wink at them and blow their cover? Come on, No, man. he should have told them beforehand. You're too, hey, I'm sensing you're a lot of genre a lot of you don't make me hit the rant master button here, buddy. You're no, you're too genre savvy for your own <laughs> good marching. Come on. Yes, I am. By and by genre savvy, I mean appreciate good, consistent writing. I get it. 
Now, now, if they could have fixed it, wow. if it was like a, oh, I just realized that I'm too smart for it, when, or maybe I I have resisted long enough that I broke it, you could have fixed it one line. You really could have fixed it. <laughs> but then you don't get the episode. You don't get the episode to that nice crisp 21 minutes and 36 seconds without mm-hmm. commercials. Come on. And I'm gonna say something. And I'm gonna say something here that I hope makes sense. I know it'll make sense to Danny, but I hope it makes sense to Nathan. <clears throat> here it is. It's just a kid's show. Shut up! (laughs) (laughs) You should really just relax. You should. That one I will. uh, That one I could go with. Michael. There you go. No. (laughs) It's just a kid's show. Oh man. Uh, Do you have any? In all seriousness, in all seriousness, it is a little weird that they kind of retcon their own plot line towards the end of the episode. But come on, like. It's still if you if you get you can you could still get there like you don't have to have a wink and a nod at the audience to get there. I didn't know it doesn't have to be a wink and a nod to the audience. It just needs to be you, you just need to justify the fact that now suddenly he's OK and endangering the rest of the heroes. Because if it was going to be tr- fine, what are the other team. heroes going to do? Why are they chasing after? He trusted after? his. He trust. He trusted his team. He knew. He knew they. Yeah, he trusted his team. He's a. That's what makes a good leader, Marchand. Come on, yeah. like this you guys like your op- team. You this know what like also Optimus makes Prime for good leadership? Tail. Actually, telling it your teammates what your plan is. <laughs> Ooh, we, yeah, we call but... that the, we call that the holdo around here. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. The holdo, really? The holdo. Yes. Yeah. yeah, that that is a problem with uh, with Miss Holdo. Maybe. Well, just think about this. Maybe he told them the plan on the way there. So then we just didn't get we just didn't get to see that part. We weren't privy to it. I we, don't no. know if Mr. Lee is going to be sending you a no prize at this point. So what you need to do I mean, is you need to go back and you need to watch the episode again oh, and really? you need to watch yeah. it slowed down so that you can pick out all the details. And you can see how wrong you are. Right, mm-hmm. right, right, right. And then you, Actually, then have- does any do, does anyone else like just appreciate how smooth the voice acting is for Aloe? By the way, it's very heroic. It's very yeah. Gary Owens. Yeah, it's uh, very. Um, it yeah, is like very- I, like like I said, he sounds like he should. He sounds like he should be in Megaforce. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not even going to try to do an impression of him. I don't. He, he's earned. He has earned my respect as a leader, and therefore he will. I, I will not attempt. I will not butcher his trying to do his voice, an imitation of his voice, mostly because I just don't think I can do it, and I, <laughs> I'm trying not to admit it. But no, he's got a great. He's got a great voice, and he's got. It's it's the one of the only dinosaur voices that doesn't have like the the guttural sound or the kind of raspy sound. Oh, the raspy sound. The raspy sound. From Plessio. Yeah, Lynn Carlson is the voice of Aloe. He also did the voice of Quackpot. Oh, I actually didn't know that. That's that's awesome. I didn't know that part either. That that actually is really good on him for being having good range with his voice acting for that. Yeah, I'm looking up. uh, I'm looking up his credits just to see what else he's done. A lot of it is stuff I've never heard of. I tell you what, the, the voice cast on this thing is fascinating because when I sat down to rewatch this stuff and watch some of the stuff I hadn't seen, I was expecting to see the, the, the usual suspects pop up in the credits for voice acting. No Frank Welker. Where's Frank? Where are all of the, the, those great actor, like voice actor names that you would recognize from literally every other eighties cartoon. I mean, I would, you know. I was going to say, I was going to say that just they couldn't afford them, but it was Coca-Cola. So I was going to say like this thing, 
This thing had a decent budget on it. 65 episodes. The animation is really nice. We haven't talked about the animation yet. And uh, mm-hmm. it's it's pretty great. It's hard. I have to imagine that drawing lip sync on animals that don't have lips is kind of <laughs> difficult. Like, think about it. It's just a bunch of opening mouths and they have to look like they're enunciating the words. And there's a lot of dynamic movement and the, the environments. Well, there's a nice. lot of expressiveness. There's a lot of expressiveness to Well, except yeah. for Bonehead. Bonehead doesn't really have an expression except for sad. Yeah, um, Bonehead just looks clinically depressed all the time. <laughs> you know, like, Bonehead's not even in any of the episodes that we're going to talk about. No, he's in one, one of them. That's what I do. If you'd let me finish my ding dang yeah. sentence. God, Marchand. He's, he's in the dump. He's, he's not in any of them. And except the last one there, I got my sentence done. Oh. Dear Lord. Gosh. Mr. Interrupticus. So the Interruptosaurus. Interruptosaurus. Really? That's what we're doing now. Huh? Interruptosaurus. There it is. I, wow. It's canon. I said it on the air, so it's canon. But wow. yeah, he, he shows up later and we'll talk more about Bonehead when we get to that episode. All right. Anything else to, to say about this episode? Anything else? No, uh, I got nothing. I've got I've got one more thing, and that's my favorites of the insults. Oh, because I was keeping track of the insults, and my favorite one is at one point Genghis calls one of his underlings "tail for brains." <laughs> you tail for brains, <laughs> and it just tickled me, so I had to share it. <laughs> but yes, tail for brains. Tail for brains. Oh, uh, anyway, right. next, next, which. Well, Which, if we go by the if we go by the Godzilla if we go by the Godzilla theory, maybe they do have brains in their tails. Ooh, the old the old butt brain theory. Uh, the old butt brain, the old two brain theory. Uh, I there think one of the scientists here on Monster Island just published a paper on that. Actually, the butt brain Ooh, theory. No. I would read that. <laughs> Does it have pictures? Yes, it has if, very if, detailed if, I- illustrations. Thank goodness. I'm glad. Anyway. <laughs> so that means you'll be able to read it then. Yes? Quite. Episode 11, Sleeping Booty. Genghis Rex plans to recruit a giant monster to conquer Earth. going to leave out the part that it's a lie <laughs> mm. how, okay so first of all how did toho not sue them for this i don't I really know don't. Which, I, it's, something it's i should have fo- said photocopied. Uh, something i should have said at the start here you specifically requested three episodes and then we randomly <laughs> threw a, what is a, a a number generator we picked the other two <laughs> And what mm-hmm. episodes they? Yeah, were. we're gonna do the we're gonna do the picked episodes first, and then the last two will just be the, the random. No, actually, we're I, I was planning on going in episode order. So oh, okay. Here I thought, we oh, go. You told me we we're gonna do it. Okay, never mind. No, I changed my mind. Anyway, so sleeping booty and Toho Sue. Give me that booty, that booty Saurus. <laughs> Eve too wants to hoist me, Johnny Roger. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Now, Sorry. it is actually, I think it's actually meant to be referring to booty as in, like, buried treasure. <laughs> no, that's exactly what it is, but <laughs> yeah. sleeping treasure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's yeah. funny. It, it really is funny. And it, that this is one of the pontastic titles. I'm like, if every single episode was like this, it would actually elevate it slightly. But 
The reason you picked this is that this is one of two episodes with a pseudo Godzilla. No, there ain't nothing pseudo about this. this There's is nothing pseudo about that first 30 seconds. No, <laughs> it's more than 30 seconds, but this is the part where I'm like, okay, I think I do like Quackpot now because Quackpot just wants to sit around, eat popcorn, and watch kaiju movies. I, I've never this, sympathized this episode, with an anthropomorphic dinosaur more in my life. I really <laughs> this, this, this episode also had like one of the best li- the one of the best lines from Genghis Rex. Oh, okay. Yeah, when, I wrote it down. When, yeah. When Quackpot's well, eating, we got it. We got to set it when up. They're having their little when they're having their little meeting. They're having their little meeting. They're watching the. Well, okay. I'm sorry, Nathan. I'm, no, I'm, no, this is your show. No, no, it's You're fine. Right. You can this is your it. show. This is your show. Go ahead. Okay, so the it starts wow. with the yeah. It starts with what we think is a pseudo Godzilla attack. I thought it was in universe for a hot minute. I've seen these clips uh-huh. on YouTube. Turns out it's yeah. actually the Tyrannos, the bad guys on their ship, watching a video, and Quackpot's getting into it, and the rest of them are like, what the frick are you doing wasting your time and he's eating popcorn? And then I felt like I'd been lied to because I'm like, it's there's no kaiju, it's there's no Godzilla, it's just a monster in universe. And then they actually built off of that in a later episode. And then they get into a conversation about Dinosium 18, because of course, and... <laughs> Dinosium 18. Yeah, and then Genghis Rex is like, what's that? He's like, it's popcorn. The uh, the humans always eat popcorn when they watch movies. And he just takes the bag, doesn't even take it out. Just This line is great. And then it's just so eats good. the whole thing. And then this is the best line out of, the, out of all five episodes that we watched. It got a big chuckle out of me. So kudos to... Who wrote this episode? Kudos to... Ron Harris and Diane Dwayne, who also wrote episode one. This was gold. He said, if we weren't in such a hurry to conquer them, we could let their diet wipe them out. Gold. It's gold. (laughs) It is gold. I I agree. It's gold. And then he he has another line after that, because Quackpot is, we mentioned before, Quackpot is like super into this Godzilla movie, quote unquote Godzilla movie. (laughs) We Uh, find out what his name is later. Yeah, we do. And he sneaks back in after... They're off, they're off to go find this element, element X. They're off to go find this <laughs> element, element X. And, <laughs> element X. And Quackpot goes back in and is like, no, I'll be there in a minute. And he goes back and he sits down and he just starts eating his popcorn again. And he's like, I got to get to the good part. And then in comes Genghis, grabs him and says, you watch too much of that stuff. Your brain's going to go extinct. <laughs> And I, when I heard that one, made me chuckle that too. One, and then when that I one hurt, I felt that one. First, yeah, on a yeah. Level. After, yeah, that made me chuckle too. And I thought, huh, it hasn't killed me yet. I was gonna say, <laughs> and you, you live in this stuff. Like you literally are on Monster Island. Yeah, I'm like, like well, if, if, if it hasn't yet, killed, sir. if it hasn't killed you yet, then I mean, there's, there's always hope. Yeah. But, yeah uh, uh, oh. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. <laughs> Just With kidding. friends like you, who needs the Tyrannos? <laughs> that was that was solely to make Michael laugh, and it worked. Yeah, it, 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 yes, it did. Yes, it did. But this is the scene after that. I immediately figured something out about these secret scouts. Despite the fact that one of them shares a name with my real sister. Real sister. Wow, that's why are you so wow. mean to Jess? You're so mean to Jess. Why are you so what mean? To Jess? We're not talking right done? now, unfortunately. Yeah, but well, that's because you're being a butt. 
no, there are other reasons. Anyway, okay, I have okay. determined that the, I have determined that Sarah on this show is a psychopath because <laughs> when she gets called by the dinosaurs and they say the Tyrannos are building a new base, she is excited. And I'm like, what is wrong with you, girl? It's like, yeah, the bad guys are getting, are building things to kill us all. I can't wait. Yeah, well. Child? <laughs> no, no, she's. Who hurt you? <laughs> no, she's just excited to go out on a journey and, and have an adventure yeah. and thwart the bad guys. That's not a psychopath, <laughs> Marchand. This, yeah. this also, the, 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 you know, the. This also plays into like we talked about with that with the first episode, the running gag of these the Tyrannos don't have context for things here on Earth. So they're watching a, a, a Godzilla movie and they think the Godzilla movie is real, that monsters like that actually exist on Earth, which we come to find out later, one actually does exist. Kinda. Well, yes, no, in kinda. this one, yes, because so the gods, the, the Godzilla, the quote unquote Godzilla movie at the beginning is not entirely a lie. There is a kaiju in this. He mm-hmm. looks like the result of a drunken fling between Godzilla and Gorgo. <laughs> you know what I thought when I saw him? I thought that he would fit in nicely into the Scooby Doo Ghoul School. Yes, like he looks like oh, a Ghoul School yeah. character. Yeah, he's just yeah. this very big kind of kind of. I'm gonna say doughy. Like this, uh, in like my very... note, in my notes, I called him Fatzilla. Oh, wow, so Marchand! Just... We don't fat shame on this show. Come on, you're just you're just full of insults, Mister Marchand. <laughs> Who hurt <God>. you? <laughs> yeah, not the same Maybe... people that hurt Sarah. Apparently, who's the psychopath <laughs> now? No. Jeez, right? My God, good. good gravy! We're paying for this, Michael. Did you... <laughs> Has that sunk in yet? We're paying to have. We're. Oh, I'm man. paying Nathan to all over my childhood the, yeah. oh dump button i <laughs> yeah, don't say <laughs> no the i like this big old kaiju guy no, I, I mean he doesn't he's he, fine he doesn't really get a name he doesn't really get a name i he's wish cute. they gave him a name no. even if it was something silly well, like yeah like, well, how about this let's name this kaiju what is this kaiju's name bubkis what bubkis bubkis <laughs> I just said Steve. Steve, <laughs> isn't that the name of the? Isn't that the name of the giant lizard guy in the tick? <laughs> I think so. Yeah, yeah but what was? What did you say, Bubkiss? Bubkiss, yes, Bubkiss. You know Bubkis. what? His name is Earl. Bubkiss. I like this name. I approve of Earl-Zilla. this name. So no, Bubkiss, just so, Bub- I like. Bubkis. So can I like we? That better. Can we get somebody to go capture Bubkus and bring him to the island? Uh, you're going to have to get him away from Mr. Clifton, who apparently is chasing the dinosaurs. I didn't see this guy you in mean another Dr. episode. Mifune? He's chasing the dinosaurs to prove Dr. that they're Mifune. real. And I'm like, they're walking humanoid dinosaurs. And you're telling me people don't know they exist. They fly their dang spaceships okay. over slow over cities. Okay. 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 Go. So, okay. So that is, this is something that is a running plot line throughout this, throughout this show, throughout the series. You would have had to that, have seen the earlier episodes. Yeah. yeah. That major Clifton is actually trying to disc is trying to uncover that the dinosaurs are here on earth. He's the alien hunter. He works for a secret government agency. And he's obsessed with revealing to the world that aliens and dinosaurs actually exist. It's kind of like so. if you took Dr. Grant and Fox Mulder and made him a man in black. Yeah. And Dr. Mifune. A little bit of Dr. Mifune. A little bit of Dr. Mifune. Yeah. Yeah. But 
Yeah, so he's so we got that problem to deal with as well as figuring out what the Tyrannos are doing. And <clears throat> so they're trying to get the monster. So I again, this is one of the ones where like, okay, I'm following you, Mr. Rex. You want a giant monster at your beck and call. That makes sense. Now, I don't blame him for this. I really don't. How is he to know that the fabled kaiju, Bubkiss, as we have called him, is in <laughs> fact the biggest, nicest baby you've ever seen? Because apparently they are he's born huge. He is. Which means by <clears throat> this point, adorable. he's got to be about Godzilla Earth size. <laughs> Which means he shouldn't be hard to find. So snap to it. Get on it, Mark. I'm not somewhere. the one who finds the monsters, sir. I mean, you know, I. that's a good point. You know what? Who does find the monsters? Is that somebody's Heat? job? Oh, you know, I guess that's true. I guess that's true. Why do Maybe people kind of think I lately? run everything on this island? Do you think? How crazy do you think I am? My gosh. You do not I mean, want me you, to answer that question. Had, you've had like four promotions in the last year. Uh, not quite that many, but sure. I saw the tweets from the board earlier, sir. What get, What? What's up with that? I'm not at liberty to say on the air, but anyway, Bubkiss. I feel like we're being no, we're being lied to. We'll drop it for now because we've got a show to do. But yeah. there's some mm-hmm. duplicitous nonsense going. Yeah, I smell skullduggery afoot, sir. Uh, skull, I uh, that, uh, I uh, you're whipping out the fu- the fancy words, D- Danny. I approve of this. I'm get, yeah, I'm getting super esoteric tonight. Yeah, I can tell. <laughs> My gosh, <laughs> I'm waiting for Michael's brain to explode because there's a no what you're saying. You're, you're speaking another oh, language. Wh- even though okay, it's hold on. I'm going to really? step in and defend Michael's honor real quick. Because... Really? Okay. Wow. Right. I know what skullduggery means. It's the last time we pay you for anything. <laughs> Jeez. Wow. We paid, we paid uh, to anyway. be verbally abused. <laughs> Have you listened to the power trip, sir? I've never heard of it. Oh, that's unfortunate yeah, for you. It's the it best either. podcast you... out there. <laughs> Ooh, nuts. It's the best podcast ever in yeah. history. Okay. Anyway, yes. so Bubkiss. Now, there is a part in this that is in the, when I watched that extended German version that was silent at points, that got cut apparently in the US version, which is too bad because near as I could tell, just looking at the footage with no sound, he is apparently tickled by lasers. Yes, they try to shoot him in the stomach. The Tyrannos try to murder him, and it's it's he, they, the lasers hit him, and he just starts. To I mean, murder obviously, a baby. I, yep. Like what monsters? And so, like, I'm not even being facetious. Hey, in a big word. Like, I'm not even <laughs> like that was that's a horrible thing to do. And so they decide to shoot at this baby, and it's he just kind of laughs and bounces up and down, and he's being tickled. Which was a relief. I knew they weren't going to actually hurt this. this well, of course, because we know, of course not. But we know how kaiju work. They're immune to conventional weapons. That's just there you go. Thing. There you go. Mm-hmm. But it was still funny to see that reaction. And he's just a big old silly looking goofy monster. He's, he looks he's like cute. he looks like he would be friends with Godzuki. Honestly, they could almost be kind of spiritual brethren in a way. Like there's kind of a kinship mm-hmm. there. In a weird way. Big old green. So Bubkiss is a brother from another mother for Godzuki. I'm willing to go with that. I will go with that. But we are. But I'm just glad that Bubkiss was able to thwart thwart their nefarious schemes. (laughs) Yeah, we actually had something blow up in this. 
I, I've I, at this point I watched two episodes and I'm like, where's the action in this action show? And then something blew up at the end. It's like, okay, we got something. <laughs> you got to go back and watch episodes two through ten. This episode eleven, right? Yes. This is episode. Yeah. So you got to go back and watch this episodes episode two. Yeah, episodes two through ten. So there you go. You go there's action. There's action in there. Yeah. There I think the, if I'm not mistaken, the story arc with the major ends with this episode. Okay. I think, sure. this, I think this is the end. He might be referenced later, but I think this is the last you see of him. He only made it through mm. like a, f- a fifth or like a six, no, six, less than a sixth of the series. Yeah. Well, um, at this point, he's taking care of a giant yeah. baby. Yeah. Because the, the baby, baby imprinted the, on him. Yes. It, it, uh, it mother goosed him, basically. So yeah. Well, I mean, I, I'm friends with Nick Totopoulos. He knows what that's like. He knows what that's about. Yeah. He knows what that's The worm that's guy. Like. The worm, worm guy. guy, yeah, Doctor Papadopoulos. Oh, you you realize how many that. you realize how much he gets that joke? He's sick. Of I it, know right he there. hates that. I know yeah, he hates I know. that. Doctor Papadoodle, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Doctor Papa Johns. Doctor Papa Johns. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Oh, boy. Uh, speaking of Papa Johns, mommy, not the mama. Mommy, not the mama. <laughs> yeah, that's there. There was a little bit of a little bit of baby Sinclair there. <laughs> I'm the baby god. Gotta love me. <laughs> purple eyes. Me. I'm very kindly. <laughs> and now that song, which hasn't been stuck in your head since the early '90s, is stuck in your head again, listeners. There, there you go. There you go. And as and I'm our and Psycho me. and obviously Psycho Sarah wants to play with the kaiju, even though it's swimming around like an oil wouldn't. rig, almost destroying it. Like you wouldn't, my man. <laughs> Come on, you, if yeah. you're a big old friendly baby kaiju, you would be, you'd be like, come on, we would all want to go and give him like a little hug. But come on. Well, what's also bumpkiss? notable about this episode <laughs> yeah. is we are introduced to a new member of the dinosaurs crew, Icky. Yes. No, yes. Icky. Is, is this Icky? Yes. This is his first episode, this, isn't it? I yeah. don't think this is his first. I don't think it's his first. It's the first episode, one that we've talked first about. Episode oh, okay. Because I was gonna. About. Okay, I was gonna say. I feel like he was in earlier. Okay, never mind. But yeah. no, he's. I like he's an ichthyosaurus. He's an ichthyosaurus, and he gets a more focused episode later that we're going to talk about. But Mm -hmm. which might which might have my favorite of the goofy titles out of all the ones we talk about today. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm looking up his voice actor here really quick. Keep talking. Go for it. No, he's great. But I will. You know what? I am going to have to adjust my nerd glasses here slightly. Ichthyosaurs are not dinosaurs. Sorry. Oh, technically not. They're not. They're not dinosaurs. Yeah, but uh, Michael. But who Technically, cares? two it's, of the dinosaurs are not dinosaurs either. No, they're not. But again, that's that's pedantic. Like, who cares? They're dinosaurs. Yeah. Well, well like, here's well, a fun. Cares? Here's a fun fact for you. Icky. The name of Icky's voice actor is Thick Wilson. Thicky voiced Icky. Nice. Yep. <laughs> Thicky Icky. <laughs> you know what this is a slippery slope that's what this <laughs> yes, is yes it is uh, do we have oh, anything man. else to say about this episode it's uh, amusing it was I, an amusing episode the godzilla no, like bit at the amusing. beginning okay so i my question is and i wrote this down in my notes because i do take notes sometimes uh-huh. i do take notes the whole like the the, the tyrannos uh, motivation for waking this creature up is to distract the humans so that they can gather up this really precious ore called Dinosium. Yeah. Yeah. Dinosium 18. So while they're being distracted by Bubkus, (laughs) (laughs) 
they're, ga- they're stealing the Dinosium. So my question is, why would you take the Dinosium to a undisclosed location and then self-destruct said undisclosed location? Wouldn't you just leave it in your magical spaceship and take it back to the base that you came from? Uh, weren't the bad guys kind of infighting a little bit at that point? A little, it's a, metaf- a little, but the, but the but the audio cut but the audio cut out a couple yeah, times. I really yeah, don't I, know the context. Yeah, I, I, either I, l- learn German or use our imaginations. Yeah, like, I'm yeah. going. My head canon is that one of them was just being petty against Genghis. That sounds about right. That sounds. About I mean, right. the, there is the line at the end that you know the humans the the humans can have their dinosium. So he's you know. No, you got to say it right. I mean, I the I, humans can have their dinosium. No, it was that was not the right character, sir. Oh, that wasn't the that was the ankylosaurus. The humans can have their dinosaur. No, it's the ankylosaur. The one that sounds like this. They can have their dinosaur. There, I did it. I got it. We nailed it. it. What? Okay, couple more silly things I have to throw in. Again, favorite insult: idiot tops. (laughs) Idiot tops. Idiot. You idiot tops. (laughs) (laughs) And one other funny thing that stuck out to me. The Saurus or Saur suffix being used perhaps a bit too much. Geiger Saurus counter. Oh, jeez. Was that <laughs> this use, episode? Yes, they use a Geiger Saurus <laughs> counter. Are you sure? <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure. I wrote that down, but I'm like, I don't remember that in this episode. No, that's in the next episode. Is that in the next one? Well, then, spoiler alert. Let's <laughs> Never well, mind. okay, I, so just really quickly, speaking of, like because I know we talked a little bit about the music earlier. Does anyone else feel does anyone else feel like the really upbeat kind of quirky music undermines some of the like the action scenes? Yeah. Does anyone else feel like that? Yeah. Okay. Just making sure he wasn't just me. <laughs> now the question becomes, oh. does Clifton break the fourth wall at the end? Uh-huh. hundred percent. hundred percent, yeah. I mean, well, he's looking at a TV camera in Canon, so he might not be. No, Maybe. because no, it's earlier than that. Because when he's in the monster's hand before the ending, yep. I was thinking of the last shot. But in that last mm-hmm. bit, when he turns to the camera, yeah, that's a fourth wall break. Yep, that's a fourth wall break. Hundred percent. It's 100%. not the the only time that happens in this show. But anyway, like I said, we got three more episodes to get through, so let's move on. Unless you have any more. No, I think I think we're good to go. Here we go. You that music. <laughs> Episode 21, The Truth About Dragons. The Tyrannos go to China to get their claws on the country's superpower. A boy named Kai mistakes them for dragons. Yeah, that's basically accurate. And this is (laughs) Mr. Doug Molitor, author of this episode. This is full of cliches and is, to put it politely, culturally (laughs) insensitive. Okay, so yeah, I'm not gonna go. I'm, I'm not gonna go as far as to say this episode was a little bit racist, <laughs> but I will say that it is that it leans very heavily into this into some stereotypes. It does, <laughs> and i i have i have I have very little doubt. I should say that these Chinese characters were voiced by white actors doing 
Oh, access. there's no way they weren't. There's no way it, that's not exactly. Oh no, the the, the 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 bad the bad Chinese accents. That oh, was a hundred percent white people. Gosh. This this one out of the five that we're talking about today, this was probably <laughs> the most difficult to watch because if I'm I like, oh my this, gosh, I, guys, do you realize how yeah, bad this is? If I could sum up this episode in one sound, it would be. <laughs> there it is. I, that's I did that a few times. Yeah. Oh, and, and the, they they also have the very cliche sounding Asian music at the start. No, literally, dude, dude, literally, yes. the episode starts and the first thing you hear is do 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 do. It couldn't be more <laughs> awful if they were trying. It was so bad. <laughs> and then we get into this whole thing about how in the ancient world dragons oh. existed i'm like in this universe i don't doubt it because we have kaiju and alien dinosaurs okay my, oh my gosh right. and the voices like and then they this, just like okay the, the da -da 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 -da, like that crap they just keep doing it every couple of scenes it doesn't it's unrelenting they just keep doing that music over and over again it's like oh I'll so be honest with you're you. saying you're I'm, in china I'm, Cool. I'm typically not like super sensitive to stuff like this, but this one was the hardest one for me to get through because of just how cringy it was. Like, no, I, I agree. Uh, typically I can, I can put something in that, that treads that line and product of the time it, you know, right. it's, oh, yeah. it doesn't, it, I understand yeah, the uh, context uh, of, of the wrong, the lost so world, I, 1925, yeah. anyone uh, that was, yeah, that, that was a little uh, harder yeah. to swallow, but you know what I mean? I do know. I, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I did sure. that. I, that I started one, the season off with that. So yes. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So I can, I can product of the time it and move through it without, you mm. know, rage quitting and turning it off or anything like that. I'm, it's not an excuse, but it's, you know, this was, this is a, this is a little rough. <laughs> this was a little rough. Yeah. Well, what's this also really rough is the flagrant misunderstanding we hinted at it already the flagrant misunderstanding like this is the point where i'm like okay the other two episodes i could i could get behind the tyrannos plans this is just dumb <laughs> i'm sorry they get they get told in psa uh, uh, well someone mentions in psa time as i put it because the girl's like we learned about china in school they're an emergent superpower. And then someone says, if, oh, it's Aloe. He says, if power is involved, you can bet the Tyrannos are involved. So he has the, he has the same misunderstanding that the Tyrannos do because yeah. he gives power and he thinks they do. Yeah. So no, I, I just, they, they're, they're yeah. dinosaurs from space guys. They don't have the context of, of yeah. what we do. Yeah, I they guess. But yeah. you know, I, I yeah, think, know. I think what we can definitely say is hashtag Tyrannos confirmed as communists. <laughs> oh boy i mean oh boy this although they would uh, although technically historically speaking <laughs> if the chinese heard that the villain's name was genghis rex they just hate him instantly because genghis <laughs> yeah th there's some history associated with that also i i feel like it has to be reiterated that this was a random pick episode <laughs> Yes, this is yes. one of the randomly is, selected episodes. I I put this I put this through <laughs> the random what is it random.org or whatever it was and this is what it gave us. This is what it gave us. You cannot blame me for this. Thanks for take no responsibility for this. Yeah, yeah. This one th this this one this one. Yeah. This one, oh, you know? and like, you know like, what else? And you know what else? Genghis Rex misunderstands. Okay, misunderstanding superpower? Sure. He also misunderstands agriculture. Yeah, because the kid is, is like, 
Because the kid is like, our, our, our power comes from the earth. No, no, <laughs> no, no, not the voice. It was so bad. <laughs> that is the level of cringe in this. That's what it sounded like. Yeah, oh, yeah because no, this kid, terrible. Kai, lives with his grandfather. He's some Chinese hick who's never left in the farm where he was born. And oh, doesn't know anything Lord, about Lord anything mercy. other than how to till the land. And he's, he, he says, my grandfather says that our power comes from the land. And then the Tyrannos become obsessed with digging up everything. Because they're like, we have to find it. Oh, uh, listen, listen, listen. They must it. have their power buried underground. We <laughs> must dig it up. Yeah, so, again, I will defend the the humor of the misunderstanding in the script. I think it's there. But you have to understand oh, yeah. that, that Genghis has a brain about this size. He is sheer force. Oh, God. I don't. As your friend Eric. We're not Godzilla 62ing this, sir. As your friend Eric Carter, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm just like, we don't know how big his brain is. I mean, he's. We don't know what's going on. I mean, yeah, smart enough to fly a spaceship, smart enough to form English speech, but not smart enough to understand the nuance of what a superpower is. And agriculture. Yes. And agriculture. Context, please. But I guess they're, I guess, well, I mean, Genghis Rex is a carnivore. Maybe he has no concept of what agriculture is. I don't know. Instead of, Who instead knows? of, I mean, you, instead is, of using can, the bulls can... to, uh, uh, to till the land, he eats the bulls. I don't know. What? I, uh, the bullosaurus is there. <laughs> ha. Ha, 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 ha. Racism. Ha, ha. A racist thesaurus? Racist, racist, racist. No, 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 no. You need no. the sad trombone, sir. No, I will I not move on. Thank you. I agree. But I anyway, will not move on until you play. Uh, but, but, then, but, but then we see just how much of a hick Kai is because the, the, the Tyrannos pass themselves off as dragons. And then he says, how can you be dragons without wings? And I'm like, kid, there are dragons without wings. You were not told the right stories. Which actually that's that's a really good segue nate because we get introduced to another new character terrible dactyl which is probably one of my favorite puns i I love this character in general because of his voice he's got this very sort of british sort of thing going on and he's so funny and he He was called he's a very fancy pteranodon he he was uh, he was called a snob at one point yes he is a snob listen to the way he speaks he's a turtle snob no speaks like that's how he does he goes speaks it's that very you know i'm going over here now you know like that that's how he sounds it's so funny it's it, oh my gosh, like that's the kind of you want to tickle my funny bone with voice acting. You have a pteranodon mm. that talks like that. <laughs> like that's how you do it. That's just, uh, it was probably voiced over. by the by the manager of the brasserie. Yeah, the manager of the brasserie. Yeah. It's like, oh my gosh, he cracks me up. Yeah, this is the first of this batch of episodes that, that he's in terrible tactile. Uh, admittedly that what that was funny but then of course they say oh we're young dragons we don't have our wings yet except for terrible dactyl but they use terrible dactyl mm-hmm. terrible dactyl is really just there so they can quote unquote prove that they're dragons it's kind <laughs> of funny he says he says take that back i don't have an ounce of dragon blood <laughs> and then you know gang yeah. but then of course it's actually a really I, funny gang. but then of course kai who lives in a communist country 
you know, starts helping them out and then tells them after they give him some orders, I hear and obey. Of course you do. <laughs> of course. Well, we also, we you know, I'm going to call that. Well, yeah. While we're on the topic, I'm going to call BS on the dragons with wings things. Is that, uh, you're going to call Bullzord on this? Yeah. I'm going to call Bullzord on it. Because, thank you. Because look at most tra- traditional depictions of Chinese dragons and tell me how many wings you see. Exactly. They're wings on, and I'm also wings on pr- dragons are a very Western concept. Yeah. I'm also yeah. pretty sure that not all dragons and Chinese myths are good. Sorry, some Sarah. Of- Psycho well, Sarah, you're wrong. She's actually, well, she's not entirely wrong. G- they were generally seen as benevolent, you know, mm. messengers from above. According to a lot of longstanding Chinese mythology, it was a dragon who assumed the form of the first human emperor of China who taught the oh, people I, I, I'm not to denying write that. and all that stuff. So they have a, it's a, it's a very different relationship, but there were, there were some more conniving dragons here and there, if you look, but traditionally they were wise knowledge givers. In oh, I know. Culture. So she's, I know. she's not wrong. But she made a very you know broad that. statement that no, she did. is, she is did. inaccurate. She, there are a lot of inaccurate statements and broad there, There's a lot of inaccurate episode. everything There's a lot of this. inaccurate depictions in yeah. this whole episode. This entire episode is an inaccurate depiction. Yeah. Yeah. And then I love how the backwater Chinese hick kid can suddenly drive the high tech flying motorcycle at the end suddenly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just, he can do that. I don't have yeah, sure. I, I really, I don't really have much else to say about this. Well, thing. okay. Was, I, I want to bring up. Uh, well, they also rig. Uh, they rigged the thing. Uh, uh, the whole fight at the end fight against the you know, against the bad guys because terrible dactyl just flies away. And then it turns three uh, three on two, and then Genghis Rex gets shot once and runs away. And then Kai outwits them. And then Kai outwits them with a kite. Because apparently the one who's left has no concept of depth perception and can't tell that a kite is not a dragon because he keeps trying to shoot it thinking it's far away and huge and he keeps missing because it's right in front of him. I'm like, it's tiny and up against his wood. That was my thought too. Is like this dinosaur has no depth perception. This dinosaur. (laughs) Like imagine holding a hand up in front of him and him going, ah, this hand, there's a giant hand in front of me. <laughs> like, like, no, actually watch the hand is shrinking. What, what sorcery is this? Like, no, <laughs> what sorcery? No. I just, <laughs> what jiggly pokery is this? <laughs> yeah. Like, explain yourself. Yeah. You know, it's, and it's then ridiculous. Yeah. Other than that, I just had a couple lines I wanted to highlight. This one made me chuckle a little bit because it's a variation on a cliche. Or as one of my professors at grad school said, you know, shine up the cliche. I'm like, nice job here. They're digging. And one of the bad guys says, if I dig any deeper, we'll end up back in America. No, 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 no. That doesn't get a womp womp. That was actually no, it, kind of funny. That was actually kind of funny. It was, it was funny. Yeah, yeah. It was funny. Yeah, that was funny. Although sure. then there was a line later where, where is that who's the big guy with the blue mask again he's in most of the episodes that we talk about stego oh no i'm pretty sure that's um, um hang on a second which, um, one, which one are you t- is it dimetro i'm pretty sure it's dimetro. Dimetro. maybe it's, dimetro. it might be dimetro okay we'll say dimetro because yeah, he talks like this and he, yeah. he, ta- he kind of talks like walter, walter cronkite yes i think it is dimetro looking at the cast list but mm. he gets Kai. Are you talking about uh, the one that drops off 
the one that drops Kai off back at his house. Yes. The one you're talking about. Yes. That was Dimetro. Yeah. Dimetro. So yeah, when he drops him off at the house, he says he has to leave him there when this battle gets hot and heavy. And I just wrote it in my notes. Oh my. Oh my. my. (laughs) It's going to get very hot. I'm sorry, grandfather. (laughs) I got to go help my friends. That voice. (laughs) And on that happy note, we're moving on to the next much less racist thesaurus episode. Episode 33, Age of Aquariums. Plesio frees the fish in the aquarium the Secret Scouts work at and tries to get them to revolt against humanity. Pretty much. That worked out as well as you would expect. That's a lot of fish. That's a lot, That's a lot of, fish. of fish. That's a lot I just want, I just, I wanted to, I wanted to hurry up and say it before somebody beat me to it. Cause I knew it was coming. Oh, that was well played. That, that oh, was well played. Oh. That was well played. But this one, oh God. I mean, the last one was probably the cringiest. This one made, I was face palming so hard and. You have no imagination, Mark. I it's just. First off, I no, want to say you must uh, go, go to freedom. Uh, okay, go, I've my got fishy friends. Okay, I just want to say freedom. with the fish or be like, I don't think I like freedom. I'm like, yeah, it was like congratulations, Dino Saucers. You are now fascist propaganda. I don't like freedom. I'm going. I don't want freedom anymore. <laughs> George Orwell's dinosaurs. <laughs> George Orwell's dinosaurs. I don't think I like this freedom thing. <laughs> I don't like it very much. I want to go back to my cage. <laughs> okay, so okay, did, did get get the dump button ready? Did anyone else just did this episode confuse the? <laughs> Without anybody else, yes. because it kept it kept flip flopping. It kept it kept flip flopping between. Between the humans talking and Icky talking, and then the and then the fish would talk, and it was just—it's just a big old jumbled mess. Okay. It, but it is like such a jumbled mess because I'm like, wait, is this just a power that he has because he's Aquaman or something like that? Well, and then it turns into all creatures can talk yeah. to each other if you just listen. And I'm like, yeah, what a kind of tree hugging new age BS Asaurus yeah. is this? Okay, <laughs> look, if, look, if 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 any of these episodes had a, had a theme or a lesson, it was this one. Like, if you just take the time to listen to each other, you'll all find out you'll all get along, Asaurus. And uh, <laughs> it was pretty. It was pretty well. It it was pretty established early on that it's Icky that possesses the uh, the power to to talk to the fish. <laughs> Yeah, like that makes no, sense. No, you're not. I think yeah. you're wonderful. Oh, that octopus had that was it bad. cute though. That was adorable. That octo- okay, so that, we- the, that was one. That was one wet octopusy. <laughs> Sorry, parents. Somewhere, might be a good time to Ian, take your children Fle- out of the room. Somewhere, Ian Fleming is shaking his head. Yeah, I mean, too bad he's dead. Oh, he's doing. He he is so disappointed with Michael right now. He is shaking his head in his grave. Oh, man. Okay, so we should probably... So, okay, I'm just going to be honest. The plot synopsis that you definitely wrote yourself and didn't steal No, I've Wikipedia. already said it. Oh, I'm stealing these from Wikipedia. What are you talking no, about? I, I know you're stealing them from Wikipedia, Nate, yeah. but I'm thinking we have to try to explain this a little bit. So the, 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 the cliff notes, but more detailed than Wikipedia version of this is that Icky, the ichthyosaur, wants to go and hang out in the aquarium 
where the secret scouts are working. That's just their job. They they feed the fish. They feed the creatures under the sea. And, and so hashtag geese. child labor. Why is why is there geese at the aquarium? No. Listen. One knows. Okay. We got it. No. 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 Do we got to talk about those ducks before I keep going? <laughs> uh, no, no, hold up. The duck. Okay. The, the ducks. Uh, and apparently there there was more duck footage in the German version. Just there was more <laughs> duck footage. Listen. They didn't have the, ger- the yes. There were more ducks in the German version than you could ever ask for. So here's here's what I have to say about the ducks. The ducks are very obviously being voiced by a person quacking into a microphone. <laughs> they <laughs> are like, probably, the, probably the same person that voiced the quack pot. Yeah. <laughs> So it's, it, why it didn't we have him in this episode? Re, that, that would have made more sense. He would have been, no, ducks, he would have been too smart for this like, episode because Plessy was an idiot. Real, he is, but yeah, he could, ducks, well, Qua- well, Quackpot could have talked to the ducks, and he could have, he could have started a, a, a revolt with the ducks because it sounds because well, the ducks were the real problem. I know they were the ducks are revolting. The They've always been revolting, but now they're rebelling. Yes. Ah, yes, Dragonheart jokes. But anyway, <laughs> the, du- okay, so, the ducks are in revolt. <laughs> the ducks are in revolt. Destroy all ducks. Destroy but, um, all ducks. <laughs> less listeners, don't destroy all ducks. ducks we do cool. not anyway, endorse duck aside. Not only, not only do real and delicious ducks, and delicious. I will say that that is true. Not only do real ducks exist and real duck noises therefore exist, but. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. Think about it. Like it's just a guy going into. I want to know. I want to know why. I was listening to it. I was all I could think was this sounds more like a penguin. Where's Burgess Meredith when you need him? He's also dead, unfortunately. At this point, no. Anyway, no, I, don't think. I Actually, want to know why we yeah. have child unsupervised child labor going on in this. Uh, there are no we don't adults. Know how old these kids are. It was a different time. We don't know how old these kids are. We don't. It was a different time. It was a different time. The eight year old, the eight year olds were running the sweatshops at this point. Like. <laughs> That's right. So they're they're they describe themselves as teenagers. So they uh, they look, but they teenagers. but they look. They look, they look like they're about but, uh, seven or eight years old. Yeah, like, they yeah, they like do. And uh, which is why I don't think they have enough attitude to be teenagers. <laughs> there. They don't have enough attitude in general. Except yeah, maybe, yeah, except yeah. maybe Psycho, yeah. except maybe yeah. Psycho Sarah, who was disappointed that she didn't get splashed because really Icky, because Icky, here, but... hear me out here. Icky is an Olympic level diver who can jump into water and make not a splash. It's like yeah, that was a funny part. Yeah, and then she's like, and, she, and he's like, "What? I didn't make a splash." She's like, "I'm disappointed." And he goes back and then he cannonballs in. He's like, "Are you happy now?" He's like, "Yes, I am." I'm like, "Okay, you're Nathan." So- Nathan, he's not just doing. smooth. He's dolphin saurus smooth. <laughs> Nathan, what's what's happening here is you're conflating like. A, like a mental disorder with childhood. That's what you're talking about. Maybe childhood children, is a mental disorder. Children like adventure know. and children like to splash in pools. She's not a psycho. She's just a kid. It's just, it's a small it expression me, of her otherwise established psychosis. Why? Gotta, because she likes to have fun in water like most kids do? She's a kid who do. likes to splash around in a pool with her dinos- talking dinosaur friend. You who looks like a street shark. Childhood, man. I, man. We're learning a lot about, yeah, Nate's lack of childhood than I thought we were going to talking about this. I mean, no wonder he... 
shits all over my child. Oh my gosh, so much dump button. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. So much dump button. But then it takes about eight minutes for uh, in the 23 that we have for the bad guys to be like, hey, let's do stuff. And it's Plessio thinking, I bet those fish are the most dangerous things in the world. Nay, the galaxy. Nay, no, the universe gotta, no, Nathan, itself. Nathan, Nathan, Nathan Soros, you got to say it right. <laughs> you got to say it right. Those fish must be the most dangerous beings in the earth. <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> yeah, so the, the Plessio decides he's going to go into the aquarium and he's going to basically rabble rouse all of the, yes. all of <laughs> yeah, the, the yeah. Cause because apparently and despite... lead a planet of the apes, like a conquest of the planet of the apes style fish revolt <laughs> Con- against mankind. Yeah. Wait, Con- uh, conquest, wait. Of, conquest of the planet of the fish. And then they, and which, which ends pretty abruptly when they realize, Oh, fish can't breathe out of water. Yeah. Whoops. Well, except for the dolphins that are actually <laughs> mammals. And I will give the show credit. They called out the fact that because Plessio was saying, oh, we're going to take the planet from the mammals. And the dolphin's like, wait, we're mammals. <laughs> we don't I, like you know this what? anymore. I got to, I got to give some kudos to that lobster. That lobster was funny. The lobster, they just like, <laughs> well, they're treating you like animals. I, I, I we think, are animals. I think <laughs> that, I think that lobster just finished reading animal farm and he's like, I'm out. <laughs> There was something very Animal Farm about. I made the Orwell joke, but there was something uncomfortably Animal Farm esque about this episode. You know what would have been that? What would what would have made that even funnier is if? I, well, no, this this I think this was this was way before this. When was the Little Mermaid? The Disney's Anna? When was that? Was it the two 90, years later? Nine, I want to say eighty-nine. Okay. All right, never mind. I was never mind. I thought it was around this time. So. I was going to say, they should have had the lobster have a Caribbean accent, man. Yeah, yeah. No. There you go. Yeah, right. Or they could have had anybody here seen the Incredible yeah, the incredible Mr. Limpet? With, yes! With, yes! With, uh, yes, they could have. They should have got the old codger crab from that one. <laughs> oh, yeah. Old, yes! They yeah, should have made him the old man. Yeah. Show along, Flatbush. Like they should have gotten that guy. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Limpet, Mr. Limpet would not have stood for any of this, by the way. Oh, he would have yeah. nipped it in the bud. Yeah, but now (laughs) explain this to me. Plessio, despite being evil, must be an incredibly good listener because he can talk to the fish. Yeah, well, well, I mean, he's also an aquatic creature. So the implication being that all aquatic creatures can speak their can speak to each other, right? I mean, obviously, Icky knows and Plessio knows, but they only uh, if if they had just left it at that, I could go with it. But they specifically call out at least twice. You have to Nathan, listen. Nathan, 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 Nathan. You're just, you're just not taking the time to listen. Did this episode teach you saying. nothing? Yeah, this episode didn't teach you anything. You have All to right, take the time Michael, to listen. Michael, when you go back to your apartment in the state of West Virginia, which may or may not exist, I need you to listen really hard with your cats and tell me what they say. I have full conversations with my cats sir <laughs> that just means you're a psycho as sarah good lord the fixation on sarah i don't get it what, what is did this child do to like, you what, is, what did this yeah what did this you know child what? do to you man? somebody named sarah hurt you in the past you want to talk about yeah it? it's That's my sister do you want to pause the recording and talk do you want to pause the recording and then tell and tell us why you hate your sister and that's why you're projecting onto this little girl 
just like hit the cough button. The audio, the, the island does not need to hear us talk hey, about this. We're hey, here for no, you. hey, it's fine. hey! I didn't have any problem with the Sarah Ninja Steel, Michael. Neither did Five you. Minutes later. <laughs> <laughs> yup, yup. That's what this is. I mean, it's Jacques Cousteau when you need him. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so, uh, so okay. Do we? Do we? How much do we want to talk about the revolt of the fish, the revolt of the planet well, the and how it was actually su- successful against a small fishing vessel and like, then, listen, but then the could not stop the ocean liner. Listen, the imp- this is this is what I do. Well, Nate, you're fixated on talking animals. I'm thinking about the wider implications for mankind. If oh. this had worked and it was working, <laughs> there are a lot of freaking fish out there. Like, do you know how many fish there are? There do are you realize there are do you prob- realize what the world economy would look like if you disrupted the the fishing lanes? Come <laughs> on, man. Like what if the fish decided we just don't want to be caught and they just didn't <laughs> yeah. get caught and then they came out of the water Junji Ito style and like a Lovecraftian, you know, Lovecraft style and decided, you know what? It's time that we started, you know, turning you into fish sticks, humans, human sticks. You know, yeah. do you realize Hey, guys, someone tried this once already and was actually, well, actually was technically less successful. His name was Zigra. Do no, you Zigra realize got, how much no. of our society is connected to water? Fish have the upper hand. You just don't believe me. You know what? And I'm going to throw in the word. You said upper hand. I'm going to tack on the word tentacle here because we're also talking cephalopods. Mm. And dude, cephalopods like octopi and squid are stupid smart like they're ridiculously that was an oxymoron but they're ridiculously <laughs> smart like seriously they they and can they squeeze, can squeeze in, into orifices smaller like, than what you think yeah like if it's i know it's that's what hentai has yeah. been teaching us for years stop stop oh, god stop Why, it that's not what talking i'm talking about, about. Good. Lord. You know what, Michael? Let's you and I have a conversation about our fish okay. overlords, and we can right, let's, <laughs> let's, let's 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 ignore every let's ignore everything Nate says for the next five minutes and just have a talk oh. about why because fish they, are oh, superior. Oh, I see how this works. Well, Listen, we don't believe in listening anymore. Okay, we really don't. I mean, so okay, here we go. So, let's, no, no. Let's talk sharks. Okay, let's, let's talk, talk sharks. sharks. What if okay. the sharks got involved? What if the manta rays got involved? The eels. I mean, it, a manta ray did kill Steve Irwin. So yeah, yeah, a ray, a stingray killed Steve Irwin. But mm-hmm. Just imagine what a like a buttload of stingrays could do if they decided. I to, mean, they do. Sw- they do. Fl- they do swim in sw- in in gigantic groups. Uh-huh. Have you ever and, seen video of those things? Come on. Yeah, it's crazy. Now, like, think about it. There is more ecology under the waves of our world than there is above the waves Mm -hmm. it's crazy we know so little about what's down there and i mean you know what implications maybe icky not icky plesio could have found more giant monsters like bubkiss maybe he could have turned bubkiss against humanity because apparently he's just does he really have that much charisma no you know what i was thinking about i was thinking about this too danny while we're still ignoring nathan that what like you're you're not even taking into account giant squid like, oh have gosh. you seen like what giant squid are able to do to like blue whales to yeah, sperm insane. whales? Hey, whales, we don't want whales turning against us that we'll just throw no, that on there. But then imagine, not. imagine if a giant squid, like they just start toppling fishing boats, you know, and then they start crawling up on the land just far enough that they don't suffocate, but enough to start strangling fishermen. 
You know, just listen, just this. Okay, so, so the, here, hang, just hear me out. Hang me. Just imagine right. an army of Moby Dicks, an army of dicks just swimming <laughs> in the ocean. I've never heard anything more terrifying in my life, frankly. I represented Moby Dick in court once. Sure you did. We so anyway, let's anyway um, we're, we're not listening to you. Okay. So, you're doing a terrible job. So hear me out. An army of sea sponges detach themselves <laughs> from the ground and smother us in our sleep by like, wrapping themselves around our noses and our mouths. Unless you're in the water, they can do nothing. But I mean, they, they're, they're going to come out of the Nathan, water. Then they can come back to life. Octopi, the blue ringed octopus has enough venom in it that if it bites you and you don't have an antidote right on hand, you're dead in minutes. What about a freaking tiger fish? Those oh, things are venom. Or a lionfish. Sorry, lionfish. Yeah, lion, lionfish. Yeah, lionfish. Tiger fish? What is a tiger fish? What is this tiger fish you speak of? Did you hear something? I'm thinking. I, I thought I heard someone talking. I'm thinking. I don't know. Tiger sharks, lionfish. There's a lot of like big catfish. I, I'm going to make the that argument. That was accidental. That, that there's, a, please, there's a lot I'm, of big catfish, but there's a lot of big catfish. I'm going to make the argument. Hold on a second, Jet. We're wrapping up. I'm going to I'm gonna make the argument here that this is the most insidious plot that the villains of this show ever tried. And I'm actually going to go a step further and say that Plesio should be running the Tyrannos. I think that this is the most brilliant thing they ever tried. I think he should be in command. And I well, think you should. did notice that you did notice that Genghis Rex really didn't have a, a lot to a lot to do in this episode. So that's nope, probably he didn't have a, a lot reason. to do. I bet. I bet. I bet. Wait hang on, Jet. Hang on, Jet. Hang on, hang on. I bet that Plesio actually t- had Genghis Rex tied up back at their base. Because he says, no, Genghis Rex, I'm going to take over now because I'm the smartest. He pulled a star scream that conniving villain saw. I know, I, I know, I know, Jet, I know, I know, I know. You're getting impatient. You want to interject here, but the adults are talking. Hang on. Sure. We're, we're, we're getting close to the end. We're getting close to the end. Wow. You, you kiss your mother with that mouth, Chet? We're, we're going to wow, get to you. Hang on. Jeepers it's, has he been dipping into Jimmy's booze? Come on. Something. So you have been. Di- you know what? I don't want to know. OK, we're, we'll we'll get to it. We're, we're about done. I think we've made uh, our uh, Apparently, Jed is Bender. My gosh. <laughs> I guess so. Bent over. What? What did you say? Oh, what was boy. that? <laughs> this is. Didn't you have a conversation to finish? So we can move honestly, on to the next episode. You know what? No, obviously, no, obviously no, you not, guys are impatient. Obviously not, because you're not going to allow us to finish it anyway. So yeah, let's we're, move we're, on. We're just done, I guess. That's fine. Uh, okay. That's fine. All I have to say is, okay, potential. I don't know if he has the charisma to do it. He charismaed an entire aquarium. What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. That was all charisma. This he is, didn't compel. He didn't use any kind of mind control ray on them. He just this is the age of Aquarius. I was just saying, we need it's to talk about the. the we didn't talk about the puntastic name for this episode. No, we this should. Might be my Let's favorite do it right now. Yeah. Okay. Are we moving hey, we on? Did it. Are we moving on? I I think it's time to go to the last episode. Okay. It's I think so. Right, yeah. We're moving on. All right. The slightly less racist episode. Slightly. Slightly. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh no! With with tow truck studios. <laughs> Save it for the actual discussion. I, I, I just can't contain this. This <laughs> mom is the word, but my god, <sighs> I laughed harder than I should have. Gorgonzola right. versus Kramer. Okay, the, Orca. Oh, save, it. <laughs> save it! Save <laughs> it! Save it! Saving it. Saving it, sir. All right, all right, fine. It's still going to be funny. If, it's still going to be funny five minutes from now. So just keep, keep going. All right. Episode 42 Karate Saurus Rex. The dinosaurs go to Japan and are roped into working in a monster movie. Meanwhile, the Tyrannos learn karate to fight the dinosaurs. All right. Wax on, wax off. <laughs> okay. okay. The, glo- the gloves okay. are off on this one. Okay. This is going to be. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. All right. I- Guys, you want to know a little secret? Sure. Why you want to know a little secret? Why not? I like this one. <laughs> this is my favorite of the five that we watched. This the, is my, yeah, this un- is my favorite I- one. Yeah. I unironically like this episode <laughs> this oh, yeah. no this is this was majestic from minute one to minute 21 this is this was so we'll get there but i mean it starts up it starts there are points where you could say it it doesn't quite i know we joked but it doesn't quite go to the levels of the previous episode oh one of the, uh, the other one that we talked about you know, but no, there's some. It, it, tra- it gets close. It though. gets okay. kind of close. Imagine but... dragons. Is that what you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah. Th- but there Imagine are points. Dragons. But there are points where I was just I was laughing so hard because it is tapping into all of the right pop culture things for me. It is tapping oh, yeah. into this what this is podcast riddled. is all about, and it's this genuinely funny. Is... Yeah, this thing is riddled with pop culture references. It's fantastic. Yeah, I, yeah this is my favorite episode of the whole set. And yeah, it, I mean, we we start off with some wonderful martial arts nonsense, ninja nonsense, as I call it, when on the power trip. Yielding is power. Gentle turns away strong. <laughs> yeah, just and it, it's it all feels a lot more Chinese than Japanese. I'm just well, yeah, because the big action star who's supposed to be who is a very clear Bruce, Bruce Lee Wong. pastiche, and it's like, what is it, Brucey? E. Brucey e. Wong, Brucey e. Wong, Brucey e. Wong, but with a name like <laughs> Brucey e. Wong, 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 but with a so, name you know, like that, they say he's Japanese. I'm like. No, that is no, the man. most not Japanese name I have no. ever heard, sir. Which, and you know what? You know why this makes me happy? Because I don't care what anyone says. That technically makes this episode Bruce Bloitation. <laughs> you does. know, because all those for anybody who doesn't know, there's an entire subgenre of movies that were made around the world, mostly in Hong Kong, after Bruce Lee tragically died, where they would get lookalike actors and they would give them stupid names like Bruce Lee with one E or Bruce Lie L I or like Bryce Lee. Like, like look at like, this is real. Like, and they made so many of these things and they got people and they gave them the Bruce Lee haircut and they 
dress them up. And a couple of times they were trying to pass these people off as being Bruce Lee. And it was never, obviously it wasn't him. There were even Uh, some that had, had, there were even some that had sensationalistic titles like Bruce Lee fights back from the grave. Yes. Or the dragon lives again. uh, uh, What was the, what was the, what was the name of that? The spoof movie from the early 2000s. Was it Kung Pao? Kung Pao Fui or something? Kung Pao Enter the Fist. We don't talk about that movie. Kung Pao Enter the Fist. Yes. I was about to say Kung Fu Hustle. That's a different thing. No, that's actually good. That's great. No, Kung Fu Hustle is a masterpiece. I don't care what anyone says. I would think most people would agree with that. But you know what? Brucey Wong is... I can't say it with a straight face. I, th- this is Bruce Bloitation. I'm adding it to the Bruce Bloitation list. It's on the list. <laughs> you cannot convince me otherwise. Oh, the, the references in this. Yeah. Bruce, Brucey. Yeah. Instead of Bruce Lee, Brucey. Yeah. Yeah. That tickles but me. But this, this was one of the other ones that Michael selected. The previous one with the apparently ingenious fish revolt plan was completely, one of the randomly selected ones. This one was selected because it's got Godzilla connections. Some pretty obvious ones. Because we find out that the monster, the pseudo-Godzilla from episode 11, his name is Gorgonzola. And someone even says, the cheese? No, the monster. And bo- apparently Bonehead. So, we got, so we've got, so we got, Crackpot, he's a kaiju fan. And then we find out that Bonehead is a kaiju fan. And he thinks Gorgonzola is the greatest. Yeah, he's super. He's involved. the bro. He's the brother I never had. The brother <laughs> I never had. No, he's yeah. The, the, so the the thing with Bonehead, who if you can't tell from the name, is a a pachycephalosaur. So he's got a hard head, and b not the brightest head. He's he's, he's a little kind of, slow. He's a little he's a little <laughs> he's a little slow. He thinks Gorgon's Gorgonzola. He thinks Gorgonzola, king of the cheese heads, is um, a, <laughs> what? a real... Is he from he Green it, Bay? <laughs> he is. Absolutely. Obviously. He's no, a Packers he's, fan, apparently. <laughs> Packers! No, he, he thinks it's real. He doesn't think it's a movie. He thinks that, he's, that Gorgonzola is a real movie star, and he wants to go meet him. Uh, so they go so, to Japan and do what any of us kaiju fans ever want to do, including a certain someone in this in this conversation uh, you go to mm. tow truck studios to meet your hero <laughs> tow truck studios <laughs> i'm sorry that, that brings me so much joy i can't begin to describe so i had funny. to listen i had i had to i had to rewind it because i wasn't sure what i heard i wasn't sure time. what i heard either I back. I backed it up. Welcome to tow tow trucks, dude. Oh my god, no! I that that's again. That's the key to my heart. Like that's that's so yes, so much funny. I love it. Uh, so that was great. And then, I, but the, the jokes just keep coming because then we find out that one of the because they name drop several movies that Gorgonzola has been in, including Kramer versus Gorgonzola, which is <laughs> wherein they fight for custody of Tokyo. Custody of Tokyo. Um, and I'm just like, they did this on SNL. They had Kramer versus Godzilla. So, I'm so like, like either you guys just know about the movie or this is a deep cut. This is a deeper cut than you realize, guys. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like it was the two different entities coming up with the same parodies, you know, separate from each other and what? independent. I don't know. I don't I doubt we'd ever will ever know the truth on that, because if they were making a reference to a, something else that was making a reference to something else, then that's 
That's pretty good. That's, I, that is I, I a just like start. I have to know if our if my friend Raymond was in this one. I need to know about the famous Kramer versus Gorgonzola custody battle over. <laughs> and then, of course, guys, we can't we can't get through this without talking about the best character in this episode. <laughs> Chuck no wrist. Chuck no wrist. Chuck. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. All right. So, so the tyranno, so the tyrannos get wind that the that the dinosaurs are going to are are trying to learn karate. No, they're going so to they Japan. They want to learn. Well, no, they were learning Japan. karate at the beginning. Yeah, they, they were, were going well, to. Japan. Yeah, they were learning karate, and they want to learn karate too. So they wanted a senseisaurus get it to teach them karate so terrible dactyl just goes and rents a video and on okay, the video we it, need it, to it, talk about the fact that Redbox existed in the 80s right <laughs> this is a vhs vending right? machine this is <laughs> free this show life? predicted Redbox. <laughs> this is some simpsons level prediction stuff we got going on here i'm just this saying it's true so you were you're saying michael well, I was just gonna. No, I was. I was almost done before I was interrupted. Sorry. Interruptosaurus. Interruptosaurus. Anyway. Oh boy. So they they so terrible dactyl rents this video of Chuck No Wrist, and <laughs> they're watching. Pure they're joy. Watching. <laughs> oh, oh, and he had and he had the he had the karate caballeros. Which is hilarious because there was a Chuck Norris animated series where I think it was like the Karate Commandos, like Chuck Norris and the Karate Commandos. That is exactly what that's a parody of. And he's got this giant toothy smile on the tape. He he looks like the guy from Megaforce. He does. Even in the 80s. (laughs) Even Uh, in the 80s. And he's going going through all this stuff. It's like, if you want to be a karate master, you have to think really hard. And then punch. Think. Punch. Think. Punch. Think. Punch. Think. Punch. Think. Everybody, do it. Do it. Think. Punch. Think. Punch. Think. Punch. Think. Punch. Okay, anyway. And then he he, he tries to break the board, and it doesn't break, and he ends up hurting his wrist. But he doesn't. He he never stops smiling. He's like Captain Captain Freedom in the the running. Yeah. So, so So he says... And karate is as much a thinking game as it is a physical game. And he takes out this chainsaw, <laughs> chops the board in half, and says, see, that was easy. Well, yeah, nice. Mental dumb button. I have mental because he said it was mental discipline. I I was dying when I was watching that. I'm like, I'm like, this show gets me now. This show gets me. I I laughed out loud. I actually think I had to stop it because I couldn't. I was just like, and I literally out loud looked at looked at the screen and said. Good job. That was funny. Oh, but then, it so, came, but then the the this train just keeps a rolling because then after we get to Tow Truck Studios, well, before that, that when the dinosaurs land, so they're flying their ship into Tokyo, and they all think that they're quote unquote movie stars or that they're they're men in suits. Uh huh. The references, <laughs> references. They, but then they actually go to. T- so then they they say, "Oh, you want to be in the new Gorgonzola movie?" And Bonehead's like. <laughs> 
Would I ever? Would I ever? That's great. Well, no, 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 no. It's no. It, let's back it up for a second. Because Bonehead's like, we're the dinosaurs, and we're here to meet Gorgonzola. He's like, oh, dinosaurs meet Gorgonzola. Sound like us? Sounds like good film. Let's take them to studio. <laughs> and then they Again go there, and then we find out that one of the movies they're filming there is Snow White really? and the Seven Samurai. Snow White and the Seven Samurai. <laughs> and then there's this, there's this little Jap, there's this Japanese girl dressed, dressed in a dress. And then, these, and then there's these seven short Japanese guys wearing samurai armor. Okay. Breathe, Chad. Breathe. So. So whoever wrote this episode, so the people that wrote this episode really knew their Toho and Kaiju. Yeah, movie. yeah, they it was it. written they by did. by uh, by Uslan and David Wise. Actually, I know that name. Yeah, I'm not. Su- I'm not surprised. He that, was tu- uh, He was tutored. According to this, this man was tutored by Ursula Le Guin, Frank Herbert, Harlan Ellison, and Theodore Spurgeon. A sturgeon. What, a, what? What a roster. What a what a crew of people that I have no clue what their names are. <laughs> no, I actually recognized all those names. Wow, that's a, Michael. That's impressive. You you dirty, dirty plebe. Danny, we need to talk more about let's talk more writers, okay? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Poor Michael paid you. I cannot <laughs> emphasize this enough. Anyone? So they, they're, you're supposed they're to inter- let things go, March, and not make me feel worse. Jeez. You're a big boy. Yeah. Big boy's going to punch you in your big mouth. <laughs> wow. Uh, 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 uh. Why why did that get the rim shot? Never mind. Why did that get the rim shot? I was being dead. I was being deadly oh, sore. Okay, serious. <laughs> Trying to defuse the situation, sir. <laughs> Listen, I'm gonna. Uh, if I don't separate you two, then Jet will have to. You know, right, Jet. I, I don't. You. you know what? I would say I, I don't agree. need lip from you, but you have no lips. <laughs> I w- I ag- I agree, Jet. Uh, Nate is a. D- I agree. <laughs> wow, so much dump buttoning right now. Anyway, we're so we're just trying to make this hard. We're just trying to make this more difficult later on when all the dumps the, have I can to be. tell. So anyway, let's get back on the happy train. <laughs> the happy, happy trail. Trail. <laughs> happy trail. Happy trails to you. Oh, All the way to the Michael, apparently giant mechanical gorgonzola <laughs> that made me think of Godzilla '85. Return of Godzilla very, and Kong 76. Cybot. It was very Cybot-esque. Uh, uh, it was very, very Cybot, they, yes. And yes. they were huge. Like, they, they actually just... And they, there are no miniatures involved. So, again, they're trying to shoot this movie, and it's... By the way, it's called Gorgonzola versus Gogan, and yes, Gogan is a giant pteranodon, because of course it is. Mm-hmm. Um, of course. It, it, of course Not it is. Not Gigan. Gogan. Or Rode... Gogan is obviously Rodan. Like it's, I didn't even need to yeah. say that. Did I like, that's obvious. Come on. Like, yeah. And everybody who knows, knows and people in 1987 who saw this and who are Kaiju fans were probably crapping their pants. Happy with all of these <laughs> references. I'm like, Oh my God, someone gets me. Yeah. You gotta understand so, 1987. There was no internet to get on and yeah? do this kind of so stuff. Did, so did both yeah. of you make sure to change your pants before we went on the air? I played the fifth. Ha! So okay. we were talking about Gogan. Gigan. I already made that Yo- joke. Yo-gan. Goo-gon. <laughs> Glue-gon. 
glue gun. So, so anyway, uh, Gorgonzola versus glue gun is being shot. <laughs> and what, what really what really blows my mind about this is that like, <sighs> there are no miniatures involved in the production of this of this no yeah they, they built one one scale giant monster robots but it's like a scooby-doo episode remember the uh right. the, the scooby-doo episode with with the giant king kong and it turns out it was a robot that's what this yes is. like it, that's what yes. this is and right down to the fact that there's a hatch in the back of the head that you got to get into <laughs> yeah so point, it it's also mecha gorgonzola it's mecha godzilla well, at the same time yeah it's mecha it's cure you at this point it's Kiryu. I was getting some Akane flashes there. I was like, okay, interesting. So they, they, instead of making miniatures in you know, like the traditional way, they just literally made basically real giant monsters. Like these things, these things are destroying actual buildings. They literally just made Mecha. Like they made it for a movie, but if you think about it, they just made giant destructive robot monsters and they caused some serious havoc because of course, Genga shows up and, to test this cr- out of, we like, have we have scenes of bipedal dinosaurs wearing karate geese. My life is now mm-hmm. complete. Yes, of and course. their I mean, sensei yeah. doesn't doesn't even he doesn't even bat an eye. He's just giving them the lesson and like they're just humans. Like he's just giving them a normal karate lesson. I also like that they were nice enough to shrink to fit inside the dojo. That was very nice of them. <laughs> That uh, was very this, like this show has a has a problem with scale. Yeah, yeah. mass yeah, shifting. Yeah. That's what they call it in Transformers. Mass. Yeah, there's, a, there's a little. There's some that's mass the one I was. That's the word I was trying to think of the other day, Nathan. When uh, we were talking about the Godzilla comics from Mar- from right, Marvel. Mass shifting. Mass shifting. Mm-hmm. And all of the Hanna Barbera Godzilla cartoon has some mass shifting problems in it too. And I even I hate to use the word problem because it it's just a thing. Like it it never bothers me. It does def, definitely doesn't bother me in Dino Saucers. But yeah, they shrink down. They go in the dojo. They have their their little like enlightenment moment, which doesn't stick because they're the villains and they can't learn anything. And then they go and they steal the control box at Tow Truck Studios from a guy who's working on the set who looks up and just goes ah! and runs away <laughs> like he's. Like I, I, Ishiro, I don't know why not I, Honda. You're talking about Ishiro, not Honda. Ishiro, not Honda. He just kind of takes the box out of his hand, and the guy turns around and just goes, ah, and, and it's I don't know why it made me laugh because this guy was just like, oh my gosh, and he's 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 out. It's like all oh, those crazy guys from Super I are playing a prank on us again. <laughs> Get them off the set. Well, Get no, it wouldn't be. What would the if we have Tow Truck Studios? What would be the parody Super Aya productions in this? Sue Sue your mayo. No, sue your uh, sue, no. sue your rot ra, ra, sue your rye bread sue your sue rye your bread. Rye. sue your no super hang on super sue your raya sue your raya sue, sue your raya sue, sue your raya super super urethra nope um, oh, hang on oh, wow <laughs> please don't keep that uh, <laughs> uh su- hang on sue sue your you know what i'm gonna I'm going to, this will take forever. We're going to move on. Yeah. I'll think sue, your I'll think sue, sue your mama. Sue your mama. Studios, sue your mama studios. <laughs> sue your mama studios. And then die. What would die a be? They were barely extant at this point in 1987, <laughs> but what would they be? They'd be di- like, I don't know. There's a turtle lot. studios. A lot. Anyway, moving on turtle. Studios. Anyway, any, anyway. So, so one of the, like just really quickly to talk about mass shifting here for a second, we've got bonehead and, Dimetro that says we're going to di- we're going to dinovolve, but 
Yeah, that comes back again finally. It's 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 established in that what well, happens throughout the series. It's just this is really late in the game. It's established in that first episode that when they dino evolve, they get really big, like the actual size of dinosaurs. They did not. And they just, nope. they say, well, we're going to dino-evolve and take care of this problem. I fully expected them to dino-evolve and get bigger and battle not Rodan. But I was sitting there thinking they could have done everything that they did without dino-evolving. A better name for not Rodan is Fodan. Fodan. Yes. Thank yes, you. Yes, it is. I'll let, it, I'll let that slide. You guys have anything else to say about this episode? There's actual think- action in it. And it's there's actually actual, funny because yeah, like they actually action. turn, they turn into, they go, they dino evolve <laughs> and actually get into a kaiju fight. I one I, I have special mention to make of the destruction in this, the animation for the crumbling buildings, solid, solid. It's like I said, yeah, they even well thought to, show. they even thought to make like the hurricane wings for, for not for Fodan. Um, <laughs> Like as like as as Fodan is flapping its wings, it's causing like debris and things to to circle around and, and go everywhere. That actually was a nice touch. I was impressed with the animation in this. And I'm curious, where did they get a working atomic laser for the for, for not Godzilla? <laughs> probably the same people Doc Brown bought the uh, the, the DeLorean parts. Yeah, for. Yeah, probably, yeah. <laughs> those, Which those means Marlinians. they're gonna show up and murder all of them. At some point, I don't know how, but they oh, found boy. me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I want to know. Did did anyone pick up on the fact that apparently Gorgonzola can talk? I mean, Godzilla talked once, so I yeah. guess that's a reference. Yeah, something he, funny's going on. You better check. <laughs> okay. Yeah, like that's Yo, exactly. Yeah, he, he puts them the, on the roof. And what he would says, anger? Stay here. What would be the name of anger? If we have Gorgonzola and Gogan. Ooh, um, anger and Anzilla. Anzilla, yeah, I mean, Anzilla. Anzilla, something Anzilla. funny's going on. What well, no, it could it it couldn't have been Anzilla because Zilla because Toho Zilla. freaks out about no, that's the, true. About An- Anzola, 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 yes, <laughs> Anzola. Wait, is there another kind of cheese that sounds like the name Angiris? <laughs> Hang on, Anzilla, king of che- the monsters. Cheese. <laughs> Hang on, cheeses. Cheese that starts with A. Cheese that oh starts with. A. We're actually right. looking this up. He's, he's doing. No, this is important, Nate. And also, this we're is important. We're, we're paying for this, so you got a deal. Yes, I'm making. Yes. I'm getting my money's worth. Gosh darn it! Alpha. Alpha. Gosh damn alphabetical. It. <laughs> stop trying to make that stick. <laughs> <laughs> It's not gonna work. King Gaguda. Nope. Uh, King Ooh, King Gaguda. That's his that's his that's the three headed golden cheese dragon. <laughs> yes. Ch- cheddar. A lot of these names are in French and I don't read French. <laughs> <laughs> I think we gotta I think we gotta abandon this joke and move on. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think oh, we do. Yeah. We tried. Right. Hey listeners, yeah, if, you, it, if you know how to change Angiris into a dino saucer to cheese adjacent pun name, <laughs> please do write in and let us know. Also, King Caesar would be King Cheddar. Uh, yeah, obviously. Yes. King yes. Cheddar. Yes. I'm throwing that out there. I feel like that's, we can lock that in and um, ooh, 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 ooh. maybe this is okay. So I got one. So there's a cheese called Ambert. So it could be Ambertosaurus. Ooh, I like it. You know what? 
I think I think we have to lock it in. I think we're yeah. not going to okay. find anything better. That's it. We're uh, not. Hey, listen, like listen, I said, all hey, these are in French. Never mind. Yep. Yeah, I think listeners. we're going to table all of the rest of the cheese names for famous kaiju for another time, as much as I would like to continue. Mm. Okay. Because we're already <laughs> two and a half hours in. Unless you want to have, like, have... Gudora or something like that. Gudora. Gudora. Okay. Gudora. Kudora. Briagon. Briagon. There are other cheeses, right? You know, we got to stop. This. We're going to keep going. Is Mots, there anything else we need? Mozzarella? Mozzarella? If they could use Gorgonzola, they can just name a monster Mozzarella. <laughs> mozzarella. Think about it. Like, they don't even have to make a pun out of it. It's just Mozzarella. <laughs> uh, you know what? I think dinosaurs are just starting to get to us. I um, think so. It- so, closing thoughts on dinosaurs before we start wrapping things up. Just in general, Go ahead, Danny. All right, just in man. general. Yeah, this show, and I said it before, is such a purely entertaining, singular, yet so much a part of its time oddity that it's it can't help but fascinate. Like, it's just I'm so fascinated by this show. I'm entertained by it. It's a callback to the kind of cartoons that I loved growing up and I didn't grow up in the 1980s, but I watched, I watched eighties cartoons and reruns. I've sought them out. I sought them out later. I grew up on rerun cartoons and this is the kind of thing that just like, it's patently ridiculous. It knows it's ridiculous. It's not, but it's not a bad show. Like there are a lot of cartoons from that era that are silly and funny, but they're just not like you love them and you miss them, but they're not solid. They're not, you know, they're not, they're not, objectively great this is just such a fun show and it's such a shame that it got blackballed the way it did by forces beyond its control because it could have very easily been something that people remembered i I don't think it necessarily could have been like a masters of the universe or a ninja turtles level i don't know if it would have gotten that or transformers i don't think it would have gotten that big or like gi joe but it could have been and at least like C or B tier, but it's so obscure that it's like W tier. Like it's way down, not in terms of quality, but just in terms of cultural impact because this show really doesn't have a cultural impact. It's just, it's so buried and it's such a shame. So all I'll say is that it's, if, if you like eighties cartoons, if you like wacky cartoons, if you like dinosaurs, if you like dinosaurs that talk, if you like spaceships and lasers and 80s cartoons and and you know just kind of simple fun heroics that you used to watch wrapped up in a blanket on a saturday morning you're not going to find something that scratches that itch much better than dino saucers it's just fun get on daily motion watch them episodes track down a uh, <clears throat> totally official blu-ray if you want to they're out there it's fun stuff. It's fun stuff. And now I yield the floor to the man who made this episode possible, Mr. Michael Hamilton. What do you have to say about Dino Saucers? Well, I don't say this often, but I'm going to have to say thank you, Nate, for letting me come on. Oh, you're welcome. And scratch and scratch my a little bit of my my nostalgia itch right. because I remember this show growing up. Like this was this was part of my childhood. And I may be one of three people or four people now, because I'm sure there's one other person out there that remembers this show. I know Jay. I know our friend Jay Key does. Oh, okay. he's seen some, he, he's seen some of the toys in person. Actually, it's really he said they're Whoa. actually really good. But I love this show. I was going back and re and when I was going back and revisiting it, I watched 
the first 10 episodes before I got around to watch before I got around to watching the actual episodes we were going to talk about for this episode. And I, and I miss this show. Like I miss the, I miss how this show made me feel and it's harmless. It is a harmless, fun romp that if you have 21 minutes or two hours or even four hours to watch it, please do. Cause I think, yeah, it's, there's, there's some things that haven't aged very well. Um, <laughs> the oh truth boy. about dragons is they're racist. There's, there's a few things. There's, I will say there is a few things that, that haven't aged very well. And, you know, a one or one, at least one of the episodes we talked about is a good example of something that didn't age very well. But overall, I have enjoyed rewatching Dinosaurs. Like I, like I said at the top of the show, I remember watching Dinosaurs growing up. It was a part of the Dino Power Hour with a few other shows. And so this, this was a lot of fun. And I can think of no better person to have shared it with than my friend Danny. Uh, well, thank you, man. It, it really and maybe means a Nathan. lot. But oh, mostly yeah. Danny. Who? Who that? Never mind. Well, I heard oh, my, yeah. the only heard name. No, heard okay, okay, fine, fine, fine. This is Nathan's show. We have to be nice to Nathan. We, I'm we sorry. will. No, I was, I, I was really moved, honestly, when he asked me to come on. This was something I hadn't even thought of in so long. Right. Dinosaurs. And I thought, oh my gosh, I, I would love to, to come on the show and talk about this. So, Michael, thank you for asking me to be a part of this. This was such a great trip down memory lane and seeing so much of it that I didn't see before. And there are episodes I haven't seen, and I'm going to have to watch the whole thing now. Just get reacquainted, figure out where some of the fragments of my memory fit in, what I might have seen, what I might not have seen. And yeah, Nate, thanks, I guess. Yeah. Um, well, I I know we've been <laughs> ragging on each other and to a certain extent on this show, basically <laughs> this entire time. But I, I I am glad that we got to have this talk and that I was able to give you, especially Michael, an opportunity to revisit this. I know you had name dropped this on Kaiju Weekly and I'm like, what the heck is he even talking about? He just throws it out there like everyone knows it. And, you know, you needed an excuse to it's talk. Like, it's, it's, it's like blue Pepsi or, or Pepsi clear. Like not everybody knows it, but once you figure once you find it and you actually try it, you enjoy it. Right. Yes. Right. And, I will confess if I came across this show, because I didn't see this as a kid. I didn't even know it existed. But if I came across this, I don't think I would have kept following it. It's not something I would have been interested in. I, to be honest, looking into dino writers, that seems more my style. But I was entertained, especially in that last episode. I'm so glad we talked about that one. That one just uh, brought such joy. joy to me. Yes. So. <laughs> that that was like okay the show gelled if only all 65 episodes could be this but <laughs> you only saw five episodes you can't yeah, you only make saw five judgment. episodes there could be there could be 60 episodes of just pure and unadulterated joy waiting for you but we'll you see. literally watch you literally watched one eighth of the show <laughs> wow like use got- can math yes yes i definitely didn't just do that on my fingers while michael was talking Totally. Really? Yes. Really? Yeah. I, I, I feel Natural. like I pulled off that. Yes, I don't quite. think they, I think I fooled them. They don't suspect a thing. Right. Uh, yes, quite. Yes. Moving yes, on. Quite.
All right. Now that we have been thoroughly energized with nostalgic joy, you've been thoroughly dinovolved. Di- thoroughly dinovolved. Vi- oh, we have been thoroughly dinovolved. Do yes. I want to know yes. what? Do, do I want to know what dinovolved? If Michael, Danny, and Nathan is going to look like like I a just- hot. Yes. <laughs> Dump button. <laughs> I feel like if I dino evolved, I'd just turn into a potato. (laughs) (laughs) I'm already mostly there anyway. Uh, That sounds delicious, but now it's time (laughs) for the Patreon shout out. Travis Alexander. Michael Hamilton Source Daniel Demanaplodicus <laughs> Eli Harris Asaurus Chris Cocodactyl Bex from Redeemed Otaku Opterix Damon Noisesaurus The Cellcastodon Eric Anderson Spondylus. Ah, Ted Williams Asaurus. I get all the easy ones. Packy Winger the Ninjaladon. Brad Batman Nettleman Ceratops. I'm gonna go take over the world. Without Genghis, he sucks. Why? Why would you? What did you say, you idiot, Tops? I didn't say anything, O Bossosaurus, my liege. Oh, you kiss up, Osaurus! I hate you. Yes, sir. Right away, sir. Anyway, kiss up, Osaurus. You kiss ass, Tops. Jerk. Soros, I don't know. I, th- I think we've expended this. We, ha- we have expended the joke at this point. Uh, oh, off and my loser. voice is almost expended. Uh, it, this has been thoroughly expended. But what Did has not suck? But what has not quite been expended is season three of MIFE, which is coming to an end. Unfortunately, we do have one more bonus episode. Danny, you're going to have to come on one more time this season. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to come on again. I'm gonna. I'm barely even gonna be. You know what? I'm barely even gonna be able to make it back with my Trenodon rope. I know. I know. But I'll figure it out. You know what? I might have to. I might have to Skype in next time. Yeah, yeah, I think you're going to have to. You and Elijah Thomas, the other guest. This is a bonus Amerikaiju episode, and it will be featuring MIFV's first ever episode on an SRS cinema film. Oh, because one could it be? Yes, because I will be interviewing two of its stars. Namely, I felt felt the air quotes on that net stung, Marchand. It stung. (laughs) Well, I mean, you you do have an IMDb page because of this. This is true. I am. I am in a movie that you can get in a Walmart bargain bins everywhere. And it's on Tubi. You can watch a movie I'm in on Tubi. What's the name of the movie, Nate? Zillafoot. Dun, dun, dun. I mean, da, 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 da. 
I don't know. It's, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I, that's going to be an interesting conversation because yes, for anybody who doesn't know, I'm not going to get into it because there's a whole episode for it, but yes, it's an independently made kaiju film. It was made for, I don't know, like a, a 1500 bucks or something or like, a oh, I thought dollars. it was 20, but it might've been. It was released by SRS directly. It was made by them for them and through means that will become clear when the episode is eventually recorded and put into your ear holes. Yes. Uh, I, I am in the movie. I am in a kaiju movie. I play a role. I am in the cast and I'm credited as a co-director. It's one of the uh, legitimately coolest and silliest things <laughs> I have done as part of the kaiju like community. Yep. And I, it's, it's, I, I can't wait to talk about it. And yep. Elijah's going to be there too. He's going to have some interesting behind-the-scenes stories to tell on that. Yes, film. because so, uh, there aren't very yeah. many podcasts that have covered this, but I'm actually getting actual legit inside information about the making of this movie that I can tell you those other shows didn't have. Yes, it's going to be the Zillafoot expose you didn't know you needed in your life. Exactly. Exactly. Yes, also, it, it's funny, Danny, you play a podcaster in that, so I, I guess you're just thinking back to all of your friends like Michael and I, and you're like, I'm just going to channel that. <laughs> it was it was an overt and very unflattering parody of you, Nate. That's what oh, it was. Oh, of I course mean, it was. <laughs> No, 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 it, it wasn't. I'll have more to say about it in the episode, but yeah, I play a podcaster. I just used my collection room back in Ohio as the, the set. Which means, I guess, we'll be, if you're going to do it via uh, through Skype, then we're going to be recording live from the set of Zillafoot. Live from the set. You know what? That's almost worth me having a broken Tranodon robe. Actually, you know what? Would you mind terribly looking under the desk and seeing if there's a roll of duct tape? Uh, just, let me just, see. Just, down, uh, let me just take see. a look. Yeah, let you me, never, yeah. There's duct tape all over the place. Yeah. You never know. Yeah, it's yeah. a long shot. I mean, Nate, do you happen to have any duck bill tape? Actually... Hey. I do. Oh, oh he does. Well, you know what? Hey, pass that over here. You know what? Uh, I might be able to patch the holes in the wings. I might be able to fly home. It's a very I mean, long... uh, as Just... uh, if red green has taught me nothing, it's that duct tape is the handyman's secret weapon. Listen, duct tape fixes everything and anything. I learned this in fourth grade, and I have carried that knowledge with me all these years. So you know what? <laughs> The wings might be more duct tape than metal by the time they're done, but I think I might be able to get home with this. And I will bring in a roll of duct tape back to you to replace this one next time I come to the island. And you can count on that. Uh, I appreciate that, man. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you're you. welcome. And I then got a lot of tape in the Yes. Yes. And then it's weird to think about this, fellas. Season three, Amerikaiju comes to an end. We're breaking chronology but I feel like I have to, even though this inspired an infamous, shall we say, debate on Kaiju Weekly. But next to the original King Kong, I think this is considered probably the greatest American monster movie ever made, even though it is Conga. technically our competition. Jurassic Park. Which I will actually be coming back on for. You're going to be on for Jurassic Lies. Park. I am going to be I am going to be on for Jurassic I'm Park. I'm happy for you, Michael. If I am going to be on for it, Jurassic Park. What am I supposed to tell you. Bex, who is the actual guest? Well, you know what? That's that's just tough. I'm going to be on for that episode. Wow. Wow, Jet. Yeah. Uh, keep that dump button ready. <laughs>
Oh man, I heard what you actually said. I was here. I heard everything. I've. I've been trying to weasel my way into that episode for months and Nate will not budge. Yeah. You tell you, you tell you what, tell you what, Michael, you and I can just, let's just start a Jurassic Park spinoff podcast because you and I haven't talked about enough spinoff podcasts yet. This will be like our fourth one. We'll just do a, we'll do a plan of the, we'll do podcast of the apes, which is probably still going to happen, which might actually happen. It should happen. Uh, It needs to happen. happen. The Harry Housen podcast, the hot, the, the Harry, yeah, the Harry Housen podcast, anything, any, anything would be infinitely better than this half rate show. Oh, this half rate show that you throw all kinds of money at the natives are restless. (laughs) I'm scared. (laughs) Yes, they are. Now I, this would normally be the part where I announce what the actual final episode of the show is going to be, but my boss hasn't told me yet. He told me to keep a slot open, and when the time came, he said he would tell me what it was. So oh, hopefully. so that means that the so that means the board will just randomly drop a a title of a movie on Twitter, and that's what you have to cover. No, they told me they will send a memo. Oh, okay. That sounds ominous as all get out. Uh, it does. I don't. I I don't know. I don't think I'd trust them if they told me to keep a slot open. Will 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 there be any more? Because I know how your last finale went, Nate. Will there be any more special appearances or special guests? Hopefully not. Yeah, that's what you said last time, and we were literally imprisoned in forts to watch a movie about Yeti nipples. I know. Mm-hmm. We I mean, don't talk about, about Yeti, Yeti nipples. <laughs> I I you know you know you know I loved that film. I would talk about Yeti all day. The nipples, no, I will never talk about those again. But the movie is fine. The movie is shameless self promotion. Okay, okay. Listen to you know what? I, actually, I don't have to do as much this time around. Read, uh, go to my author website nathanjsmarchand.com and check out Henshin Men, a podcast about the appreciation of Japanese superheroes and their high flying and high kicking adventures. I am technically done. I will yield the floor to Michael, my co-host on the other podcast I do. Well, thank you, good sir. Yes, quite. Um, my, you keep Michael, saying I, that, and I keep PTSDing a little bit every time you do. Right. Right. So I'm Michael. I've been on the show a butt ton of uh, times. And (laughs) I'm also the co-host of Power Trip Podcast, a journey through the Power Rangers franchise where we talk about Power Rangers and we talk about them in great detail. In so much detail, we spend hours doing so. And we're actually at the time of this recording, we're actually coming to the end of season one of the power trip, which is actually kind of bittersweet. I was telling you about this earlier this week, Nathan, how bittersweet it kind of is that we're nearing the end. We just published our episode on Ninja Steel. Our next episode is Beast Morphers. And then after that, it's it's Dino Fury. And that'll be it for season one. It's been a fun ride so far. Also, if you want to check out the other projects that we're involved in, just go over to uh, kaijuramamedia.com. But yeah, kaijuramamedia.com is where you can find information on the magazine, on the Power Trip, and the Kaiju Groupie podcast, my former talk show. Henshin Men podcast is on there. Kaiju Weekly is on there. Back episodes of that show. Maybe one day, sometime soon, eventually, I don't know yet. Maybe when pigs fly, we'll let the Monster Island Film Vault be a part of that. <laughs> But we'll we'll see. We'll I've see. We, st- uh, I have been yeah. sending you applications for months. I uh, well, and they keep going to spam for some reason. I don't oh. know. I don't know why. But yeah, so that that's that's kind of the, what we got and what we're involved in. You can follow the Power Trip on Twitter and 
find everything there. So I will yield my time to the distinguished Mr. Danny Damana. Right now. So if you like reading Godzilla books, I do write those as well. So uh, <laughs> I've got a website for them. And uh, if you like reading that, uh, uh, there's a website. Let me, I don't even remember anymore. I can't do that. I, okay. For real. For real. Yeah, it was actually me, Daniel, the whole time. I tricked you, didn't <gasps> I? Okay. I know. <gasps> Shock and awe. Yeah. So, okay. For real. For real. My main jam in the kaiju community is as the creator and author of the Godzilla Novelization Project, an ongoing creative endeavor to novelize all the Japanese Godzilla films and to share the resulting books one chapter at a time, 100% free with any fan who would like to read them. They are all archived on GodzillaNovelizationProject.com. Chapters are being published one at a time and uploaded. It's basically, I'm approaching it from a serialized perspective. These are adapting the Japanese versions of the films, which means that there's a lot, it's a very research-heavy project. But it is just a ton of fun. I am a few months out from having having done this for half a decade. And it's crazy how many people have come out of the woodwork to say nice things to me and support me and become patrons and invite me onto podcasts. And every every day I continue to do this, my gratitude level just shoots through the roof ever, ever more. It's incredibly flattering and humbling. It's opened up a lot of great doors for me. It's just, it's I can't say enough nice things about it. And people, again, people have been so, so supportive. So if you like the idea of reading the Godzilla movies in prose form, definitely go to GodzillaNovelizationProject.com. The books, again, are 100% free on the website because I, I mean, not only can I, would I not sell them? I literally can't. Toho would end, <laughs> end my life horribly. But they're not as bad I, as tow truck studios. Let me tell you. Tow truck stu- no, you don't mess with tow truck studios. Those guys don't, those guys do not mess around. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh man. You should have saw what happened when the Shin Godzilla came out. They put out Shin Gorgonzola. Oh man. Mm. They've kind of devolved into the asylum of Japan since the 1980s. Yeah. Yes, they have tow truck studios. But yeah, if you want to follow along with the project and get your daily dose of really bad puns, definitely check out the GMP's Twitter page and the Facebook page. You can just just type in Godzilla Novelization yeah. Project on Facebook. You'll Danny, find it. Danny, you, you know. taught the official Godzilla Toho Twitter everything they know. <laughs> Listen, they're on a different level, <laughs> and I'll let you decide what level that is, <laughs> whether it's above me or below me. I did post a picture of King Kong holding a train from King Kong versus Godzilla the other day with the caption, oh, hey, there's my train of thought. <laughs> So if that's the kind of highbrow humor that you can get behind, then follow Facebooks of Godzilla Novelization Project. No, it's... I, I, Why I post, did you turn into drunken Tommy Wiseau there for a second? Because it's my default, huh? <laughs> you must be kidding. You're the you? greatest pod... You're the greatest account that I follow. You're the greatest account. Thank you for... Thank you, Ringo. <laughs> I was going to say, that was drunk Ringo. But anyway... entire what else, Ringo, yes. Yeah, what else you got? So anyway, yeah, so... Uh, I'll just... I'll do this as the other Beatles. No, I'm just kidding. So the... Um, yeah, Facebook. Danzilla93 underscore GNP is, the tw- is my Twitter handle. Follow me on there. I just crossed 4,000 Twitter followers. Ah! I don't... I don't know how that happened. I remember when um, you were when you only had like, like three digits two, of followers and if three you digits were, you were <laughs> yeah. so cute and fresh to Twitter so undefiled unstained by the world. 
You're still unstained. You're still unstained by the wall. Why are you? Why are you drooling, Marchand? This is getting very personal. Wipe your wipe your mouth. You're foaming. Okay, that Lord. You're getting drool on the table. Wipe that up, Jed. Come over here and wipe this up. Nate's getting drool on the table. I don't know if it was just did that or Twitter, but just do it. Come here. Uh, Okay. So anyway, avoiding that. He's really not going to yeah, do you're it. you're an ass, too. Wow. Wow. Okay, Picking wrap this up. Okay, before, okay. Well, as, as quickly as possible. If you want to support the project financially, you can check me out on Patreon and check out the tiers. If you want to listen to me wax poetic about monster movies, listen to the other 900 episodes of MIFV I've been on, <laughs> the Kaiju Weekly episodes I've been on. I've been on a bunch of podcasts and a bunch of live streams. And, you know, I've, I've hung out with everyone from Kyle Yount to Kaiju Kim. And I, I've got some stuff coming up that's going to be, that's pretty cool. Well, the last thing I'll you know what? I have two more things to say. One, Kaiju Ramen Magazine and Kaiju Ramen Media. I have been so fortunate to get to write shorts. I, I wrote a short story, an original short story, and I've written academic work for the website and retrospectives for the website and for the actual magazine. It's such a pleasure to do. And I can't wait to see how can the future issues shape up and my gosh i'm excited to continue to contribute to it what a great project that is and i'm not just kissing up because michael's here but uh it's not you guys know i I will (laughs) i will accept all of the kissing so it's fine (laughs) my gosh just call me just call me bossasaur or if you want to you can call me daddy sore i'm listen it's not that i don't it's not that i it's not that i don't appreciate the offer it's not that I don't appreciate the offer. <laughs> Gonna decline. Anyway, uh, <laughs> what the heck else am I doing? I feel like I'm missing something. Oh, I okay, it's a tease. By the time this episode comes out, there will be an entirely new Godzilla novelization project short story published for the world to read. Keeping the, the specific, I'm keeping the specifics close to the chest, unless you're a, Patri- a Patreon supporter, in which case I've already spilled the beans. But... It, all I'll say is that it involves Terror of Mechagodzilla. <gasps> My favorite. Yes. yes, Terror of Mechagodzilla. It's a short story. It's not going to be a long one, but I'm hoping people will really enjoy it. And it tackles an aspect of Terror of Mechagodzilla in a way that I've, I think is unique. And I, I, hope people, I hope people like it. So yeah, that's coming out here soon. Keep an eye on the socials and on the actual website for that when it drops. Uh, that's about it. I'm out of things to say. There you go. Well, yeah. So before I forget, and because I promised, I have been doing a lot of podcasting, streaming, whatever, with the fine folks at the Monsters with Attitude over on YouTube. And Danny, you were on a show with me, I think it was last weekend, mm-hmm. where we talked about Godzilla Day with those with so those gentlemen. Fun. So and fun. it was a lot of fun. So they asked me before I told I told them I was gonna be on this show. And they asked me to give them a, a quick plug because I've been doing a lot with those guys. And they're, they're a lot of fun. They made me an honorary member because I don't know why. I guess they like what I have to say. Oh, I don't know. Um, Maybe you're good at this. I think it's time we queued those credits, Jet. All right. Thank you for listening to the Monster Island Film Vault, a podcast produced and hosted by Nate Marchand. If you want to join the discussion and be heard on the show, we'd love to hear from you. So email us at feedback at monsterislandfilmvault.com. Our website is monsterislandfilmvault.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Monster Island Film Vault. And on Twitter, where our handle is at the Monster Isla One. 
you can subscribe to us on YouTube, Spotify, and TikTok. Follow Jimmy from NASA on Twitter at NASA Jimmy and our many other colorful characters using the links in the show notes. The podcast logo was created by Tyler Souls from TylerDrawsComics.com. Our theme song is Wanderer on the Offensive, live edit by B33J, Serax, Juan Madrano, and Nonsensical Lexus, which is a remix of Counterattack, Battle with the Colossus, and The Opened Way, Battle with the Colossus, by Koatani from the video game Shadow of the Colossus. All film and audio clips belong to their respective copyright holders, and no infringement is intended or implied. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and or Podchaser to spread the word about the show. You can also support us by joining MIFV Max on Patreon. The Monster Island Film Vault is a Moonlighting Ninjas Media production. Sayonara! Nate Marchand, Personal Journal. After a rather chaotic broadcast on a semi-obscure 80s cartoon, I swear those two goofballs are only trouble when they're together, Jed Jaguar and I went to Nessie's Brasserie with the purloined scotch in a satchel, much to my chagrin. But I needed to keep my end of the bargain with Gringo Star. To my surprise, though... He was nowhere to be seen. Instead, we were greeted by a Bonnie Loss. Welcome to Nessie's. <gasps> OMG, OMG, OMG. Oh my gosh. It's the guy. It's the guy. It's the guy. It's the guy. She ran from behind the bar, grabbed my hand, and shook it like a maraca. It's so great to see you again, Mr. What's your name again? Oh, Nate. That's right. You and your buddy. What? Well, what was his name again? Um, JJ, that was his name. Huh? JJ? Yeah, you too. Come over here to the bar, and I'll make you whatever you would like. Want to try my scotch pies? I've been working on it very much. Well, speaking of scotch... Oh, uh, I, I've been practicing my cocktail mixing. Want to try a Godzilla, Father? I heard it's a killer. Uh, no, I... How about a smoked by a lenty rose? Maybe later. I... The chorus between the wars is my best one. I think. Bonnie! (sighs) I'm here to talk to Mr. George. Oh, you just came to see the boss. If you don't mind. (sighs) Okay, I'll go get him. How rude! (sighs) Hey, Bonnie! Yes, sir? I'll tell you what, make me a rum and coke in honor of my grandmother, and then you can go get your boss. I'm on it! Yippee! That was nice of you, muchacho. I looked over my shoulder and saw Randy Hernandez behind me. Today, he wore a King of Fighters t-shirt under his trademark blue and white jacket. A tablet was under his arm. Hey, Randy. Hey, Nate. Hey, Jet, how's Nigel doing in your head today? Uh, we're fine. Uh, we're all fine here now. Thank you. Uh, how are you? Well, we're gonna have company! Don't worry, buddy. Mandela and I finished building a new hard drive for you, so we just need to figure out how to safely transfer you into it. Get on with it! Yes, get on with it! I know, I know. I want to get it done, so Mendel will get off my back about making you Agent 00 Nigel. Marty, shake him, not stirred. 
You want to drink, Mr. Roboto? Can he drink now without spazzing out? I, I really don't know how this works. No, Bonnie. He still doesn't drink. Ah, okay. Anyways, here's your rum and coke, Nate. Thank you. Now I'll go get my boss. Hmm. I come here at least once a week, and that was the happiest I've ever seen her. When you're overworked and underpaid, big tips will do that. Trust me, I know. I glanced at Randy's tablet as he fired up a retro video game emulator. What you playing? Contra. Old school games are the best. Winter's been bragging on social media about having the highest score on the online leaderboard, so I've been trying to top it. <laughs> it's your geeky little way of spiting him, huh? Maybe. As a fellow gamer, I approve of this plan. The problem is, I'm sure he cheated, but I won't do that. I admire your integrity. <laughs> Holy crapticus! This is the best rum and coke I've ever had! Bonnie really wants that tip. A raise is what she needs. Maybe if- Well, it's a big bloody time you come back, Mr. Marchand. Spare me your snark. I've got plenty here with your name on it. See? Right here it says Gomi. Am I speaking Greek? Sorry, my great-grandmother was Irish, not Scottish. Well, that explains so much now, doesn't it? Ugh. Here's your scotch, you cockeyed cockney. Well, I'll be a conga's uncle. Huh? Oh, my lovely, lovely log of Olin. Such sweet poetry on my palate. What the frick? I dodged a space beast man to get that. Nah, that's not what Monique texted me. Talk to me after you tame the shrew. <laughs> oh, she's been tamed all right. Don't want to know. Oh, stop your havering. I've got a hundred bottles of the stuff in the back. Seriously? Yes, quite. And besides, this was a gift from Susan number five, and it felt so good to break it. I'm glad I could save you some money on therapy. Bonnie! Yeah, boss? Be a hen and bring me the fancy box. It's sitting on my desk in the office. I'm not a chicken. Just go! Bonnie gave a mock thumbs up and hurried off. WHG3 muttered some Scottish and British profanities under his breath. I took that moment to look something up on the internet for the poor girl. It confirmed my suspicion. A few minutes later, Bonnie returned with what looked like a black jewelry box covered with gold trim and turquoise gemstones. That looks familiar, I thought. Where have I seen it before? WHG3 took a small key from his pocket and unlocked it. Inside, I caught a glance of a crinkled black and white photo of a smiling couple, a big golden ring, and a heart-shaped blue necklace with an ivory-white carving of a mother holding a baby. WHG3 reverently brushed those aside and peeled off the green velvet, revealing a small baggie underneath. All right, I'm a man of my word, Mr. Marchand. Here's your evidence. He gently closed the box and handed the baggie to me. Micro SD card? It has all the data on the board, Shady Dealings. Raymond should be able to connect it to that wade-haired bull bag. Hey, Randy, can I borrow your tablet for a minute? Sure, amigo. Here you go. I inserted the micro SD into the tablet. Suddenly, a window appeared with a 60-second countdown and the laughing face of Cameron Winter saying, Data will be erased in... 
Nice try. Password, please. Um, uh, what could it be? Well, don't look at me. I couldn't bloody figure it out. Quick, give it to me. Randy typed feverishly as the final seconds ticked away. Eight, eight, two, two, four, six, four, six, B, A, enter. You mother f You just about gave me a bloody heart attack. And hold your waist, you f***ing robot. Randy, how'd you know? I didn't. It was a wild guess. What did you guess? Remember how I said I think Winter is cheating on Contra? I tried the Konami code if it was typed on a computer keyboard. I don't know what any of that means, but it sounds pure dead brilliant. Huh. Well, takes a nerd to beat a nerd. I'm not a computer nerd. I prefer to be called a hacker. That reminds me, I need to watch Jurassic Park for my next episode. Anyway, Randy, dig through that MacGuffin and find anything we can use against Winter. With pleasure, compadre. Oh, and byword George. Uh, what now, Bampot? You should give my friend Bonnie over there a raise. <laughs> what says who? This drink. Ooh, that's damn good. And Japanese minimum wage laws. Well, how the hell do you know that? Research is my other spiritual gift. Plus, I know a really good lawyer. <sighs> Bollocks. So, if you want to keep her around for reasons, you might want to pay her what she's worth. All right, all right, all right. I'll pay the last more. Really, boss? You will? Ugh, we'll talk. Yahtzee!